Hello, everyone. This is the Easy Allies Podcast. I'm your moderator, Kyle Bossman. And joining us this week, Michael Damiani. Hello. Ben Moore. Hey. Brandon Jones. Hi, how are you? And on the switcher, Ian Hink. Hi. Let us play Recruit Me. This was a hard week of Recruit Me. If you don't know, Recruit Me is our, our patrons of patreon.com slash easyallies. Anybody, $5 and up. I, I do love and respect and recruit me in one pile, one post. Please give us your submissions. Recruit Me, way more popular than love and respect. <laughs> I get a lot more submissions for this. This is my favorite podcast uh, opening. Yeah, thing. and we only yeah. get one a week. We only get to put one in the podcast a week. It hurts. It hurts really bad. Uh, I'll just say I go, if, if I'm stuck between two things, I go with the shorter one. So, <laughs> this is from Alex Custance. I am a lizard man who is training in space magic. Recruit. Space space magic. (laughs) Yeah. I can teleport wherever I like, but only along my current Y axis. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I am romanceable, but I'm only attracted to time witches. My name is Leyland the Lizard Man. Would you have me join this party? (laughs) So good. Yes. Only along the y-axis is so kind of just up because yeah, like like perfect in like buildings and stuff. It's like go up, but it's like a flat. We just gotta get him in, and then he can you know get up to where we need him. Well, actually, it'd be great because like he could like teleport up, get height advantage, and do stuff. But then you're like, oh, I'm gonna fall. No, he just safely teleports right back down. Oh, I guess that could work. Yeah, like gonna like wide open battlefield. Yeah, you can just be like, I dodged your attack up here, and you're like, oh, you're gonna fall down. Yeah. Not necessarily instantaneous Now I'm like visualizing you as the character, Damian. It's a lizard man. It's changing Important my to remember changing this is a lizard man. Yep. opinion on it. Uh, Jones, you seem to know this too. Oh yeah, I'm way down for Ben, this. you're into this? Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely not. Oh, okay. This is like a block on social media person. <laughs> you do not want Leyland on the team. <laughs> Correct. Is it because Leyland only likes time witches? Kyle, I, I have to be honest. I think a lot of it had to do with your read of the character. <laughs> it's too uh, short. <laughs> I feel like the the way that you read it, it was like this person would introduce themselves as I am romanceable. Yes, and that just really rubbed me the wrong way. Okay, you gotta you gotta earn that. Wow, you gotta work up to that. Speaking as a time witch, I was uh, <laughs> I was pretty excited about it, but. I mean, yeah. You can still sway Ben. You're it's, still grieving, yeah. ma'am. <laughs> I, that's true. I'm that's a hard true. no at this moment, but okay. I'm open to other opinions. <laughs> we got to move on. Uh, Leyland, you are not recruited onto the team. Uh, we'll see if you survived at the end of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, please begin corrections music. Resident Evil Survivor on PlayStation 1 is a light gun game. There is a light gun for that game. Even on PS1. Oh, cool. Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, uh, we said like 280 on Twitch, but if you include everybody who is live streaming it, uh, like restreams, like reacting to it live, over 400,000. That's a lot of people watching that. Yeah. Um, oh, we did a Star Fox mistake last week. Oh. Celeste is the mountain in Celeste. That's the name of the mountain. The character is Madeline, um, who's going into Towerfall. We made this same mistake on Frame Trap. Really? Yes. Wow. We made this exact same mistake on Frame Trap. Yep. Are you correcting Frame Trap? No, no, I'm, we made this mistake last week on this podcast. Wow. Yeah. We were like, oh, what's what's her name? What's her name? Celeste? Yeah, it's Celeste. Yeah, it's not. Wow. That's um, we very Metroid funny. it. Yeah. Uh, Battle Line is her alter ego, and she's also going to be in Towerfall. Fun trivia? Hey, on a light corrections week, I'll take trivia. Uh, Octopath Traveler is the first time a JRPG has been number one on the NPDs, all formats chart since Kingdom Hearts 2 in March 2006. Times are changing, baby. Times are changing. (laughs) End corrections music, please. 
JRPGs officially popular. I'm playing one tonight. Used to be popular. Right playing? after. What are you playing tonight? Dragon Quest Online. Cool. <laughs> so uh, it is our first podcast of September, and I one can't of my, believe it. What? Oh, that Dragon Quest is Look here. Look at this excitement! It's I new, never would have predicted this. This is great. It's insane to think it's a new Dragon Quest game. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's here. I went to go try and buy it on Steam today, Ben. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I typed in Dragon Quest into the search bar mm-hmm. for the store, mm-hmm. and it didn't bring it up. And mm-hmm. I was like. Where is it? I was like so disappointed. I was like, it was supposed to come out today, guys. Where is this game? And then I went and told my friends, like, hey, uh, it's not available today. Why was I lied to? And they're like, here's the link, you scrub. And I was like, <laughs> oh, so happy. But I had an age gate. I was like, why do you gotta make me age gate? I click more buttons just to get to the buy button. I was like so upset. I don't know. It how was to weird, feel about but I was this. weird. Like, yeah, this weird. It's not. It wasn't showing up in search. Dominic, Wait, you're you're kicking off the podcast with a story about how search didn't work for you. It on, was on pretty Steam? low on what? the PlayStation Ooh, Store as well. What? Okay, too, all right. Who are you hanging out with? <laughs> it's gonna be that a calls long you a scrub night. for not yeah. Yeah. for not showing up in the store. That's no, not even your fault. I self inserted that. Word oh, okay, myself. all right. Yeah. I thought you were talking <laughs> yeah. with no. like, friends. No, no, no. They were scrub. They literally they literally were confused. They're like, "Are you?" Spelling it right, dude. Like it's there. Yeah. Like we have it. I was like, uh, Dargan Quest. Don and I went Dargan. through the same thing recently, where both of us separately searched for Soul Caliber, and we separated Soul and Caliber. Which, if you look online, very common mistake. Yeah. Doesn't come up with it. Uh, Got to combine the Soul and the Caliber. That, that's yeah. a scrub move. Maybe that's yeah. why Dragon Quest Eleven yeah. didn't show up. That was I, a scrub move. I spaced it out. Yeah, it's one word. Dragon Quest. Okay. So uh, <laughs> first podcast of September. First, uh, it is now. One of my favorite podcasts to do. We're we're doing our fall preview, our our fall release rundown. Uh, we're looking at all of the games that will be released this quarter. And just to make it a little spicy, we have Toaster Strudels and Pop Tarts. Toaster Strudels are, of course, the games we're not too excited about. The games that maybe you should be alerted to. That might be a little stinker. Might be some cold frosting on the inside. Uh, Pop tarts. Those are the games you're very excited about. You want more people to notice it. You want more people to give it attention. You're the ones positive. with sprinkles. Sorry. The games with sprinkles. The games with sprinkles. S'mores flavored. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Is that your favorite Pop Tart? S'mores are way good. Oh yeah, the blueberry and the strawberry. Oh, okay. Man. Just the fact that they make s'mores Pop Tarts and they like the dark chocolate ones. Those is like. As a kid, you're just like gotta have that, but now it's just like you gotta have that. They make pop tarts without frosting on them. They do. Yeah, those are those those OG right. That's like a sin. Yeah, we're not talking about that kind of pop. That's a sin. Those are really good. Those sound like more appealing to me. Uh, No, they are actually better. What are you even doing? They are. No, that's not true. That's not true. Uh, Before we go do our rundown of each game, uh, there is one additional rule. One person may say the phrase, shall we move on? If one other person says, yes, we shall, we move on to the next game without discussing it further. Unless, of course, it is somebody's Pop-Tart or Toaster Strudel. Ah. September 7th is the release date of Marvel's Spider-Man, my (laughs) Pop-Tart. Yes. You've already played the whole thing. I played the whole thing. That's a weak Pop-Tart, man. (laughs) That's so good. It's the juiciest. (laughs) You played it. Smoriest Pop Tart. Oh. What is the last game you hunt, like played through it's entirely? The crumbs that Pop Tart before yeah. it came out. You've before you've eaten this Pop Tart yeah. and you yeah. have it on your fingers yeah. and your face it's and it's like dripping hoodie, down man. your yeah. shirt. Can we get you a bin, and, Kyle? Can we get you a bin? It's so good. <laughs> I, uh, 
Is this the first time that someone's Pop-Tart, they've already platinum? I think so, probably. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, this is a platinum, platinum Pop-Tart! Yeah, wait, did you, you, plat this? you platinum this game before it came out? Yes. Have you, have you ever done that before, Kyle? No. How do you feel? Must be nice. It's a Pop-Tart. That's how I feel. Yeah. I feel like I want more people to know how good this game is going to be. Well, if they wouldn't take down our reviews. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. <clears throat> you suck it, hey. troll company. Check your policies, you, that, YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> Come on, YouTube. Uh, uh, sincerely, though, I just, when I think about the rest of the year and what I'm most excited about, I don't think I'll ever reach a high that I was at while I was playing Spider-Man. So, uh, yeah, that's my Pop-Tart. That's my 2018 nice. Pop-Tart. You know, that was that's it, man. It's all downhill. Yes, the, the whole rest of the year. <laughs> kind of how I'm feeling. I mean, there's still like it's downhill, but like kind of plateauing. You know what I mean? Like you're not. There's some like dips up. It'll just never be at that peak again. Kyle, I'm a little upset that we're starting with September 7th and not September 4th. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> this podcast isn't September 4th for anyone else but us. Oh. <laughs> and we talked about Dragon Quest. We talked about how hard it is to find on Steam. <laughs> All right. What uh, else is there to say? It's yeah. great. I want <laughs> people to know how good it is. All right. Uh, also on September 7th, NBA 2K19 and NBA Live 19 the same day. That Does is, it happen on the same day? Do they just not care? I <laughs> think, just, does it just have to happen on that day? I, I wonder who announced first. I don't. I should have checked to see who announced first, but it's clearly to me EA going, we're, we're just as good. We're just as good. Buy us too. Huh. Instead. Huh. Yeah, I could see that, Kyle. Uh, I apologize. I don't know who the cover athletes are for each edition, mm -hmm. but I also think maybe they're putting them out at the same time because they're just people just going out there. I just want a basketball game, and they just see one or the other. Like, yeah, I'll just take that one. I, NBA Live is hoping for that. Yeah, yeah, like NBA oh, yeah, EA new, is definitely hoping for there's that. There's the new one. Two uh, K is a man whose name I can't say. He's from Greece. It's like it's many many letters. And NBA Live, I have no idea. I have okay. no idea who was on the cover of that game. More, Ian. It's not just there. It is. Keep adding letters, and then do it phonetically for me. Be no, stop this. <laughs> I mean, I know that. I, yeah, I know who that is. That is Gianaya Antataconumpo. Yes, Gianni. Wow. Giannia? Yeah, that is the the cover. That, that's a cover Giannia. athlete for two K. I love year, it. Which I think is cool. Yeah. Uh, on September twelfth, Shadow of the Tomb Raider is released. Yes. Yeah. I don't. Yes. Where do we launch off with this game? You know what I mean? I, I, I feel like it's a huge franchise that is an underdog. Yeah. I, well, okay. So we got several codes for Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Um, and I've played it at previews. And I was not. What I played of Rise of the Tomb Raider did not blow me right away. And like I liked 2013 Tomb Raider, but didn't love it. From what I have seen of. Shadow of the Tomb Raider so far is definitely the most invested I've been. Oh. Um, and this, this is coming from somebody who is not, like, particularly keen on this trilogy of, of Lara. Uh, they, I think, invest you more effectively and emotionally a little bit more quickly than I was expecting. And when they say, like, hey, we're going to explore her darker side, they mean it in a way that is more than just marketing buzz. This will do better than the last <laughs> game, right? Yes. Rise of the Tomb Raider? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, sorry, this just in. Ian, we should look at that. Ian has a video of the okay. cover athlete pronouncing his own name. All right, let's see. Not vetted. We have not vetted this. I thought it was Ante Tokumpo. In the Greek way, you got to say with a D. So it's Ade Tokumpo. But in the Greek way, you say with an NT, like Ante Tokumpo. Ante Tokumpo. Okay. Ante Tokumpo. Cool. 
That's a good last name. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like it, it lost a ton of momentum two years ago with Rise of the Tomb Raider having its weird Xbox exclusive right. release and then a year later on PS4. Um, you know, which isn't always weird, right? It's it's not weird to be an exclusive. I just think it was weird in that case. Uh, Mid-trilogy going exclusive, I guess, is what made that bizarre to me. And I do feel like it hurt the franchise's momentum after this year. Do you see Tomb Raider in a good place, or do you see all of Square Enix's teams working on Marvel games? Well, the the problem when it comes to Square Enix is it's it's hard to gauge what their expectations are because they're, they're always so high. Right, right. And so like what may be a good place might be so out of whack that it's hard to judge. Um, but I don't know. Just just visually it just looks so darn good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is going to surprise a lot of people. Uh, how how good the just the tombs look and the way that they use lighting um, and the detail in those environments like it's it's really pretty impressive. Uh, I I have to wonder if it'll be a little bit of an underdog where yeah like you know word of mouth will pick up and after Spider Man or whatever people kind of want another adventure I, to go on. I wouldn't be surprised because I've been, I've been critical of the marketing for this game. Yeah. And they, they like, to me, the marketing's been talking at me and they haven't kind of let Lara speak for herself. Mm. September 12th, man, this game's coming out soon. And I played, yeah, and I played, I played the opening, which we've talked about a ton, where there's yeah. this huge flood that comes in, destroys yeah. this town, and, like, that really sets up this, if you know kind of the circumstances of what led her to that point to make this thing happen, you know, that puts her in a really interesting position. And then the last time I played this game, when I went to the demo, they're like, you can skip past that and just get right to this next section. And I'm like, yeah, I've already played that. I want to skip that. And like the first cutscene that opens up, she's in a plane. She says two sentences. And I'm already like, I'm way more sold on this story now. She just said two sentences. And I'm like, oh, now I'm interested. You know, like now I can hear you. And I can sense that you, like, you know, your friend's not super happy about what you just did, you know, to this town and how rushed you are, like, to get, you know, you know, moving along with this adventure. But I can see you struggling with that. I can see it in her face. I'm like, these characters are great, you know, and I'm sure this world's really interesting. It's just, it's, it's sold in such a generic way. It's, yeah. it's such a bummer. Yeah. Especially coming off of two. That it's, I could not have told you. you. You could take any line of them describing three, and I think you could easily apply it to two. You know, it's just there doesn't seem to be that big of a difference, especially for something that seems like a trilogy. I don't know. Yeah, I, I do. I see it taking a break after this one. I, I even like even though I, I'm not saying it's going to be bad. It's not my toaster strudel. I feel like it will be good and ignored. It's hard. This game isn't propped up to succeed right now, I think, maybe because of marketing. Jones. It's a hard fall. I yeah. mean, this is the hardest toaster strudel I've ever had to pick ever. <laughs> Looking Did you? At this this list. is your toaster strudel? No, oh, no, no, no. Okay. The, the one I picked from the list you got showed it, us it, was like, it. uh. <laughs> oh yeah, not a lot of bad games this fall. Yeah, none exactly. of them are like yeah, awful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, September twenty fifth, like Valkyria Chronicles, Chronicles four is coming out. Is sure the dates right? No, <laughs> it's the end of September. Maybe it's the twenty seventh or twenty eighth. There's um, there's like sorry. four or five things on this list where if we had all the pop charts in the world, this would this would definitely be one of them. But it is it is not my pop chart. But man, that demo and you, Kyle, you said the exact same thing told me everything I needed to hear. Like, mm-hmm. I'm in. I'm yeah. in with that mm-hmm. demo. Like, thank you for giving me, like, the first two chapters of the game and getting a wonderful feel for it. It's exactly what I want. Can't yeah. wait for the end of the month. I haven't done that a lot in my life where you finish a demo. It's like, buy me, please. And I'm like, okay, yeah. you got me. Yeah, It's a fun demo. It's just, it's cool to, I mean, we talked about it when it was announced. It's cool to see uh, yeah. uh, Valkyria Chronicles 
like be normal be just allowed to be what it is right the franchise is allowed to continue on as not just like oh well let's put it in high school on a psp it's just like let's just let's just make another valkyria chronicles game um was the action game a year ago you know so it's just exciting to i just hope this one is is poised to succeed it definitely has a much smaller budget than tomb raider Oh, yeah. I would say like a third of the budget of Tomb Raider. Right. You can easily see this being like, yes, this exceeded our expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, not speci- speaking too specifically about Valkyrie Chronicles 4, but because uh, I'm reviewing it, but just based on the demo and stuff that you've seen out there, I will say I've seen a lot of people hurl out uh, the accusation that the game is just literally Valkyria 1. It's literally just like reusing the assets, so like it l- looks the same, looks low. Like because of that, they think it's low budget, low effort, and stuff. And I want to say just for going off like the demo and stuff, and from past experiences of other games that have basically reused assets, I've seen examples of this where the developers don't have to worry about pushing the visuals, don't have to be, like worry about the engine like running well and stuff like that. They can actually take what they know very well and make like build upon that and make something even better than the original and go like all out in terms of like making something that is like way more in depth, way more complex, like just kind of this like surpasses your expectations. And uh, that's kind of like the, the, the buzz I get from this, from the demo. Careful, man. Save it for the review, dude. Ah. No, from the demo. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm going off the demo. <laughs> okay. I can, I can, se- I can okay. separate the all two. Right. Like going right. off the demo, like, I, like what you just said, Ben, yeah. like after I played the Japanese, demo, I was like, I was like, okay, like let like where's this game? Like right. I am like, and, but I also got it that that mission we've talked about to death, the tank mission identifying the the fake tanks to real tanks shooting the towers. Yeah, I don't care if it like I wanted this to look the same. Like I wanted more of Valkyria. It's been ten years since I got a console Valkyria Chronicles. I don't like uh, uh, those like claims against it. I just don't care. Like, I was like, who care? Like to me, I don't care. Just right. yeah. give me Valkyria. You know what I got from the demo? Hmm. Good menus. You played the demo too, dude? Oh. I did. I played, played this at uh, Judges Week. Nice. Oh, nice. Really good menus. Oh, I yeah. love the aesthetic of yeah. like how you pick just the the you know the uh, the the lists and it has a real like pen and paper yep. feel and it yep. feels like you're like on the battlefield taking notes in the journal. war and yeah the journal taking notes and photographs. The and way stuff. the map looks, it's mm-hmm. all yeah. very stylistically consistent. I really do dig that yeah. series big time. On the, also on the twenty fifth. Probably will overshadow it, uh, whether we can help it or not. Uh, FIFA 19. Coming off a World Cup year. It's going to be big. No, dude. FIFA 18 had the World Cup mode. But I meant, like, we're literally coming off of the World Cup, so people, like, want more. Like, what's next? What's the next thing? They're going to go right to more, like, FIFA. I need more football. I need more. They never have enough. <laughs> they never have enough. They never have so, enough like, football. It's going to sell well. Yep. I'm sure it'll look, like, amazing. Mm-hmm. Because they always do a really good job of making it look really well. While the game doesn't actually speak to me, because I'm not, I don't, I'm not really interested in it. I gotta say, I do love watching that sport. It's very entertaining after watching I at the World Cup. I do not believe you. What? I do not believe you huh. love I, watching soccer. After uh, got that ticket there. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What are you gonna go watch the LA Galaxy? I got. I, uh, I mean, you got your tickets to the LA Galaxy, Damiani? No, I don't, Kyle. <laughs> I've attended an LA Galaxy game. Have you? Yes. Okay. No one okay. scored. <laughs> <laughs> it was zero zero at the end of that game. One of these times, I think, I think, like Ian is just gonna troll us with that notepad and just be like, "Soak it!" Like just. I want to. I want to wait till he starts getting into like emojis or like little yeah. characters that he creates and texts. And, like, yeah. uh, we shall. We shall move on from FIFA 19. Thank you, Ian. I just want to be positive about it. Uh, September 27th, 
Life is Strange 2. That is, of course, just the first episode of an episodic series, but this is the season two. Did you hear that? Hmm. That was... That was Huber. He was just like screaming, <laughs> Pop Tart! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Huber yeah. just got its wings. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah it's, it, it's weird. It's it's hard for me to gauge the hype of this. Well, I think this is not an underdog. Yeah? I think this is like uh, an interesting kind of proving stage for this developer. Because I like think they were always... I think they they produced interesting stuff, speaking of Remember Me specifically, that like is fascinating in its in its concept... But like the actual execution is not that great. I don't think the the their development prowess was enough to hold up against a lot of other like action games that were like in similar genres. And so they kind of like you know uh, uh, picked a smaller story, you know, something a little more character focused. Really focused on the writing. Like the visuals are are interesting. Life is strange, but they're not the the, the strength. You know, a lot of some people complain about the dialogue. Like I just think the relationships and. A lot of the shocking scenes, like that's what's really memorable about Life is Strange. And then starting a sequel with like completely different characters and, you know, like not setting it in a town, but they're on a road trip. There's just a lot of things where I'm like, fingers crossed. I don't know. Huber has to take selfies as one of those two guys. We had a bet. You oh, just nice. reminded me because you're—I—I I, I don't think you, the sequel could have been those two characters again, especially like we didn't know at the time that they were going to do a prequel series. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think moving forward with Life is Strange, you have to pick two new characters and have them go through a new thing. Um, uh, yeah, that's gonna be fun. He's got to do, I think, five selfies and dressed as one of when those did two this boys. Happen? It was like a year ago, or maybe more. It was before and before the storm wasn't even announced. Huber's like—he's got problems. Bet <laughs> output is absurdly high. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. guys made a bet. Bef- like a couple hours ago today. That was we were. We that was supposed to be off camera. Today? That was supposed to be off camera because Huber made a promise he wouldn't do bets anymore this year. <laughs> no, he <laughs> already broke that. that. He already <laughs> broke that. Ask about that. That's like that's like inviting you into a dark uh, room. It's like don't let anyone else see this. But <laughs> no, he already bet. he already Factor broke that on bets. camera. Huber very confidently said he would not bo- die more than ten times in Spider Man, <laughs> and then he said if you exclude boss deaths, he would not die more than three times. And I said Huber, I'll take that bet. <laughs> What are the stakes? Uh, a Band-Aid on the face. He's got to wear a Spider-Man Band-Aid on his face for a group stream if he gets those deaths. And if yeah. you, if he doesn't, you just have to be ashamed of your words. I have to be deeds. ashamed of my words and deeds. <laughs> Which they're, is, they're never. It's, it's an ask. They're never <laughs> fair for Huber. Yeah. Brutal stakes. I mean, he he came up with. He doesn't. Yeah, yeah he, he does the honorable stakes, but he makes a mistake of making the bet with you. Kyle. I just see a lot he of people learns. who are like, "Live Strange One is great. This game's gonna be sweet," and yeah. like that would be scary. I I would assume to, as a developer to be like, "Uh oh." <laughs> like no, it's funny. We, it's, we, we got a lot to. But that is the thing the that's going kinda. right for Don't Not. It's a funny way to start that conversation, Jones. Is I, I wonder if even the vampire team it'll scale back on their next project uh because yeah that's what's working for them right now and mm-hmm. wonderfully at that uh on the 28th forza horizon 4 what, what do those thumbs ups mean open world yeah okay so that's still not your pop tart. I, no. i'm still waiting for jones's pop tart no you're not okay i honestly <laughs> want to I, I don't know if i'll be able to but i honestly want to play the hell out of forza horizon 4 really honestly yeah. it is yes and it is for a very simple reason i mean it's because like playing Forza Horizon Three, the little that I played of it, I had a really good time, and I've 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 enjoyed the Forza games so much, and it's just this simple thing of watching Forza Horizon Four. I just look at it and I'm like, this is a blast, and they don't need to sell me on the features. I don't need to learn everything about it. I don't need the details. Just it seems like something where you pick up a controller and have fun, and that is super appealing to me. 
So many games, it's like, well, I want to know what's going on with that character. Or what's this mechanic? None of that. Throw it in the garbage. Just let me race around with people I don't know and have fun. Win or lose. Ben, you made a great case for Forza it's Horizon. Gorgeous. You sold me. Gorgeous. Always gorgeous. Oh. It was, it was really funny playing a little bit of Crew 2 and then like seeing gameplay of that and being like, okay. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Crew 2 looks okay. <laughs> and then forward, so like, no, Crew 2 does not look good. No. Uh, we're moving into October. Feel, we get the, the leaves are changing. Ooh, nice. Yeah, it's yeah, getting it's a little nice. colder. Getting a little colder, getting a little spooky. On October 2nd, Assassin's Creed Odyssey will be released. Yeah. Nice. It's weird, right? It's that second of silence. It's like, where do we stand with Assassin's Creed Odyssey? Um, so I didn't. I just couldn't stay interested in, in Origins. I know, I know, Huber and Brad liked it. Yeah. Uh, I really like the setting a lot. This is going to be one of those games, and I think every ally has this for certain things. Where whoever ends up reviewing it, easy allies, I'm going to go up to them and be like, "Hey, point blank, is this worth my time?" Yes. And I will completely <laughs> depend on what they say. Because Ben, that, that's my apprehension. Is like that's the what like ancient Greece is where I would want to go yes. as an assassin. That's yes. where I'd want to spend. And I like that they're even like leaning into mythology and going nuts with that. But the word you said, is this worth my time? That yeah. is the primary concern, yeah. is when they say, yeah, there's 800 things you can do with 800 missions in this game, that makes me shout no. Exactly. <laughs> it makes me shout no and close my phone. I just don't want to do 800 missions. Because when I think about the Assassin's Creed games that I yeah. enjoyed, it wasn't because of all of the things I did. It was because it's like, wow, I think Ezio is a really excellent leading character. Yeah. I'm invested in what he's going through. I want to feel that again. Yes. Yeah. And I, I, I should say it's okay to have things in your games that, that aren't necessary, right? If your map does have 800 items on yeah. it, it's actually, it's fine. You know what I mean? There's a lot of Korok seeds that I didn't collect. It's, that's cool. Yeah. But you uh, already have to be in for that stuff to matter. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. From from what I can see, it, it sounds like if you were if you were into Origins, if you finished Origins, you were like, yes, that's my jam. I would imagine this is going to be very similar to that. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it seems like we, we had the Assassin's Break, and then they both came back with these two games. And, like, I don't know how much these two teams are talking to each other, but they just seem very similar. Combat seems similar, just kind of like a little, I mean, there's little change how in, weird in is aesthetic, that? yeah. Didn't Origins do super well? Yes. Yes, it did. It did super well. Cool. I do wonder how this will compare. I don't think it'll do equal to Origins. Origins had that year off boost. Right. A lot of people that bump into me when I talk to fans or just other people in the industry and they're like, oh, you went to the preview event and you played it. Like, how are the decisions? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I didn't see any of that impact in the short time I played the game. But I think that's a big question of like, what? Maybe that doesn't really amount to much. They're really selling that. When you run into those characters, Ben, they are, they do say, I am romanceable. (laughs) <laughs> I feel like it, right? Just like the way that they really stress it when you run into romanceable characters, just like, hey, I like you. And it's like, okay, all right, come on. Do you want to see where this decision takes you? <laughs> come on. Uh, yeah, I, I, I do, obviously it'll do very well. You know, Ubisoft just banking and banking and banking. Uh, not a lot of misses for Ubisoft. I feel like the last two years running. Um, yeah, wow. Maybe Watch Dogs 2, but I mean, even that still did well. Uh, yeah, they're on a streak, and I don't expect it to stop with this game. Keep going, baby. October 2nd also has another huge release, maybe even huger. Probably even bigger than that. <laughs> Mega Man 11. Pop Tart! Yeah, it's a Pop Tart! <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Uh, ben, why is that your Pop Tart? Uh, because. Well, again, some of these things have unfair advantages because we got to play them, right? So I. I... Or platinum them. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Unfair. Yeah. Played it. Played it at E3, right? And Mega Man been on the ropes 
He's been on the ropes. Been on the ropes. Yeah. Okay. Care a lot about Mega Man. Grew up with Mega Man. Mega Man Two was the the first Mega Man, the first video game I remember playing. Whoa. At all. Wow. And so, I think when you have that something something like that, that is so historical, and you're like, it's coming back. It you can't. There's not a lot of wiggle room for this. Feels off. Like, yes. You like like Sonic, right? I think if you're doing stuff all the time and people generally like it, I think you get a lot of wiggle room. I think you get a lot of like, oh, okay, well, I'm not into this right now, but let's see where it goes. I think with something like Mega Man 11, it you need to pick up that controller and say immediately, in my bones, this is Mega Man. Yeah. And based on what I've experienced with Mega Man 11, that was it, that sensation. It was like perfectly this is how it controls these new things that you're adding blend well and make sense within the already well-defined mechanics of Mega Man this is what I want like Huber and I joke with each other and we say simply perfect but that was kind of the sensation it was just an immediate response to it I and I hope that holds true for the whole game two quick questions yeah so what are the gears in the upper left hand corner so the gears are, are powers that you have that you can activate um, and you just kind of have to manage your use of them one slows down time and then one powers you up and what, how do like, am I upgrading that? Am I getting loot? Am I like getting like little bits when I defeat an enemy? Uh, I don't, I don't think you're upgrading those two abilities specifically. Okay. Uh, cause when you beat a boss, you still get a weapon from that boss. Um, and a costume. That's what I love more than anything. You soak up the right, enemy entirely exactly, and then exactly. you look like him. Yes. Yeah. It's really, yeah, really yeah. cool. That power is also affected by the gears as well. Oh, so if I'm using so like, like no, my drill no block man right. or whatever, the guy drops the blocks. Yep. Like the normal ones is like one or something, and then you, like the powered up one drops a ton of them. Cool. Like down. Really, really out. cool. Yeah. So you just want to even play around with stuff like that. Um, second question is, can you slide? Yes, you can slide. Great. Well, that is a pop tart for you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that's coming out so soon. I said that the gears were were strength of attacks and slowing down time. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You said yeah. power it up. Yeah. Okay. Um, man was name. October fifth. Super Mario Party, coming to the Switch. Woo! <laughs> it's, it's weird with Mario Party because, like, your last Mario Party experience really colors how you feel about Mario Party in a yeah, way, right? What, we played four, you mean? Yeah, that we played four, and it was a yeah. great time. And yes. like, yeah, I'm totally ready to play Super Mario Party. Yeah. yeah. The thing I'm nervous about is I think, you know, Mario Party on, on, on GameCube and N64 is fun because those controllers are so good. Yeah. When this comes out and says, yeah, you're going to play with your Joy-Cons, I'm worried. I'm sweating. <laughs> I mean, they're going to make you put, like, eight Joy-Cons on your Switch because everyone's going to have to go, like, or whatever, you know? Yeah. Think of the streams, that though. Little... This will be really fun. Oh, yeah. Okay. This will be no fun. The, the thing about being able to, like, combine your Switches together to make, like, the boards. Do you remember that? Yeah, dude. What is That's got to be just a novelty on the side mode. I right? know how that works, oh, actually. You... Yeah. How... Uh, I read about it. So the way it works is they put you put the two Switches next to each other, right, in whatever configuration you want. Then you draw with your finger. You draw a line between the two Switches, and then they just go... Okay, that's where they're connected. Oh, that's neat. So it's like just a little prep. It's it's really awesome, but it's not like crazy witch magic. Okay. It's just like you draw a line. Sure. Yeah, I, I wonder. I wonder how this will do. I mean, Switch's first party stuff has been killing it all year long, all two years long, right? At this point, uh, and so so. Uh, I wonder if that'll have the same effect on this game called Super Mario Party. It's not a numbered Mario Party. It's Super Mario Party. This is the one. We're going back to our roots. No more car that everybody hangs out in together. This is a board game with mini games. At the same time, bring your Joy-Cons. 
<laughs> so I don't know. I don't know how to peg this one at this point. I'm waiting for, I mean, I'm not waiting for it out of anticipation, but I'm always afraid whenever that big new Switch release rolls around that's first party that's from directly from Nintendo. It's like, did they phone this one in? I don't know. You yeah. know, it's like, yeah. are they able to give all of these, even like Mario Tennis, which I didn't play, like it definitely seemed like an improvement over the last one. And it just seems like they put a lot of love and care and hopefully they can keep that up. But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, With Mario Party, who knows? There's two things I want. I want you to not use the dumb car thing. Mm-hmm. That sucks. You got that. <laughs> and two, I want to play a mini game and be like, oh, this was a clever idea. Like yes. when we played Mario Party 4, mm-hmm. the book one where the pages are falling and you fall in a hole, it's like, mm, this yeah. is just a super clever, creative <laughs> idea. Yeah. You just want good mini games and get rid of the car. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay. That well, might come. Yeah. We might have that. Uh, good boards. October but. 12th, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 will be released. Uh, Game Informer's got some details this week about uh, the Battle Royale mode, so we're learning a Blackout. little bit. Blackout. Blackout. Yeah, that was going to be my first question. Do we have sure. we still not... Some Somebody said maybe screenshots, or like they teased Yeah, yeah, they, they got it, screenshots or? and vehicles and stuff like that. Game Informer's got some good stuff on it, Jones. Okay. Uh, this, right now, it's at 80 players. Ooh. This is my toaster strudel. Oh. Okay. This is your toaster strudel? Yeah. Okay. I just can't care. <laughs> All right, Ian. What if what if there's like a a, a headline that says uh, blackout is the most popular online mode of any game? <laughs> I go okay, okay. Make make that mm. epic money. Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be harder than make epic money off of that. Yeah, it's it's in a yeah. weird position. Blackout's What's like the perfectly only part in between a pop tart and a toaster strudel. Mm, I don't know, like some dust on a plate. Yeah, I think this is my <laughs> dust on a plate. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, like it could be really, really crazy, and it and it's yeah, a, it could it's, a be, yeah. it's a bummer because I imagine so many eyes are going to be on Blackout at launch. Like so many people are going to judge Blackout by that first run, yeah, you know, that first time they drop in, they're like, "Well, that's Blackout," and like clearly this is something that you know uh, not only you know a developer um, like Treyarch, but uh, just anybody that's working on Call of Duty like is going to work on something and listen to the community and like that's how Fortnite got so good yes you know because it's 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 a way different game you know than it is now than when it first launched you know not only without Battle Royale but ever since they added that and that's what they actually said when so I wanted to grow and, and you know for them to make mistakes and you know uh, learn from them and add new fun stuff surprise their fans yeah I just hope it's, it would suck if, if people give it like 48 hours and they're done so uh, it's uh, Jones that's basically when the, the article says like hey there's 80 players and they know how bad that's going to sound but they're like hey why, why should we hit this arbitrary number but also we're 80 right now this game is going to grow this won't like live and won't be the same game 80 is more than I thought they were going to do really because I have no idea how that's really going to look and how it's going to perform. Yeah, because that's the thing is they were playing it. It's like, it just works better and with Neither 80. PUBG or Fortnite yeah. looks like COD. Mm-hmm. And so COD running with 80 people on a map, like that's that's a record for COD. Uh, so them COD doing a record of number of players in a match, not impressing people is frustrating. I'll tell you what was a little toaster strudely for me is uh, there was another headline on Game Informer. I didn't even click on it that uh, the Battle Royale mode will have zombies. And uh, that's like, don't add that to your Battle Royale mode, dudes. Keep them separate. Don't do that. Yeah. Like that people, is weird. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it's just like... They're, they're making a seasonal thing. They're Probably out there. Are, you know. Oh, yeah, maybe we'll What's in October? Maybe sure. they'll launch with it and then... Get, uh, you know what? I should have been responsible and click the headline and learn more from Game Informer, but I just saw... I, you know, I saw that headline, closed my phone. Uh, uh, go ahead. Yeah, playing, playing the Black Ops 4 beta, I really liked how it felt. Oh, I, you were in that beta? I, yeah, cool. I liked... Uh, the time to kill. I liked what they were doing with the health. I really liked the design of the maps. Uh, but yeah, this black, black, it's frustrating that blackout is still as much of a question mark as it is with this so close. But also, this 
this Black Ops pass just puts a stink on the whole thing. Oh, yeah. We went through that pass. The thing sucks. That thing sucks. Yes. That's why it's, it's like, so low on the desire index. It's like something that you read in an article, yeah. and then you're like, wait, no, it can't be that bad. And then you go and you read it again, and you just can't believe it. Like, the audacity of its shittiness is, ah, yeah. it just sucks. Yeah, it's funny to me. Uh, Blackout is the only thing to talk about for this poor game. You know, none of the other stuff we'll ever be interested in. So, yeah, it's just the only headline-worthy thing. On October 16th, Lego DC Supervillains. Yeah, man. Create your character. <laughs> create, hey, create your character. Create your own villain uh, who and, doesn't and, talk. And I, yeah, and I do like it. it's got a big open world. You know, I dig that every time. And so if it's like Kevin Conroy, Travels, Mark Hamill, yeah. uh, Clancy Brown is Lex Luthor. Fun voices yeah. coming back. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle. A very unoffensive, another Lego game. Uh... <laughs> The article, the Game Informer article that you didn't click on, yeah. pretty much boils down to, but how do they, the zombies fit in differently into Battle Royale? In the days to come, we'll break down how Undead figure into Blackout and how they can both be a pest and a boon to your efforts to be the best warrior in the battlefield. It's Got just a puff piece for more information later. For more information later. later this week. It's very funny to hmm. me. Could you hear just a little bit of attitude in Ian's voice when he said that there's like a, like a character he was doing? You mean like a good attitude? Just I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Uh, on October 19th, Soul Calibur 6 is going to be released. Woo! Sure. Oh, man. A new yeah, Soul Calibur game. Absolutely. Uh, this is, the, to me, this is, it's, it's a, one of those scary things where the headline coming into it, you never want. This is bad press. Uh, if this does poorly, it's the end of the series. You know, it's just like, don't, oh, no. no producer Whoa, they should say that. Yeah. They said that? The yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. That's it's a threat. <laughs> yes. It's weird That's because because playing it at E3, the, the sensation was like, I need to go back and play more of this. This is so much fun. And you could see it in the other people that were playing. Like, it's always a good sign when both people that clearly play fighting games and then other people that don't are both getting excited and having fun yeah. and just like getting into whether they win or lose on this demo on the show floor. Like, that's a good sensation. John's like Soul Calibur. I do. I've already committed yeah. to getting better at one fighting game this year. I don't know if I can do two. Mm -hmm. Oh, so you're Smash. Yeah. Okay, sorry, Soul Calibur. I thought it was Sonic the Fighters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already good at Sonic yeah, the Fighters, Yeah, he's, a, he's a champ at that. I went from 0 to 60, so <laughs> um, check that out the list. But I, I saw this comment on Frame Trap and, like, trying to extrapolate it, because we talked about the Tira DLC thing. Okay. On Frame Trap. And they were like... Pre-announced DLC before the game comes out. There's We already know one DLC character, even before the final roster is revealed. Okay, continue. And just in this person's opinion, they were yeah. like, ew, this sucks. I guess I'm not going to get this. This game needs all the goodwill it can get. And like, you know, very harsh. And I'm not not necessarily something that I agree with, but like from an outside perspective, if it's like, hey, you're you're trying to make this series succeed, and it's really important that it does, yeah, maybe don't do this stuff. May, like maybe really think super carefully about how you talk about these things. Yeah. So I think uh, it's tricky because for yeah. some dumb reason they have to start selling their season passes at a certain length, a certain right. amount of time before. Uh, the game's released. And so to sell the season pass, they had to show that DLC character even before they finished showing their roster. It's nuts. Uh, yeah, it was just a bad situation. This is where this is where uh, season passes get us, you know? I think it's a bad time, too. Oh, yeah, in this busy, busy October? What do you think well, the next the game we're going to talk about genre, is? fighting genre, correct me if I'm wrong, Ben, but the fighting genre does not seem to be in dire straits right now. It's like, we got this is a smash year. Tekken just had a big release. Hey, yeah, Dragon Dra for everybody. That's good, though. Dragon you know, Ball like, Fighters? We're just, yeah. we're just hanging yeah. on that Mortal Kombat announcement yep. any day now. You yep. know, there's just yep. like yep. just a lot of chatter going on. And, right. and uh, it's it's 
uh, and, you know, you could potentially argue that, like, no, now's a good time because it, people are ready for that stuff. But I just think it's a, it's a rough October. <laughs> I, I do wonder how different Soul Calibur is for people because, like, I'm probably going to buy this and I usually don't get fighting games. Ah. You know? I wonder yeah. how, how many other people are like that. In fact, Ben, I, I wonder I wonder if it'll get competitive. I almost think this this franchise leans more casual. I wonder if... Yeah. I wonder if this will have an esports scene. You know, I'd probably be at Evo for one year, but I wonder if it lasts beyond that. Yeah, it was interesting just just reading responses to things and and a number of people being like, you know, the second they announced Create a Soul, which they did, I'm in, and that's that's an interesting position to be in, where, yeah. where people are not necessarily in it to go online and wreck people. They're in it to see how they, what they do with these characters that they're bringing back and what how, how crazy they can get with Creative Soul and sharing that online. And so, yeah, I think that is that is encouraging for sure. It's cool. I hope it does well. I hope yeah. the franchise does not die this year. October 26th, Red Dead Redemption 2. This is a blueberry Pop-Tart. Ooh, it's a blueberry, <laughs> blueberry. Pop-Tart. Now I'm, That's now your I, favorite. I, I'm, I'm, huh. okay, I'm okay eating the Pop-Tarts uh, cold. Uh-huh. I, I do Pop-Tarts cold. Yeah. I'm just fine. I just, you know, it's just a snack. I just want to get there. So, like, yeah. These, cold these have been heated. Cold or room temperature? Just room temp. Yeah. Okay. Just, okay. just straight out of the packaging. Yeah. This has been heated. Mm-hmm. Um, this is uh, commercial ready. You're, you're ripping the middle of that. And oh, it so just it's looks, steaming a little yo, bit. It just looks, yeah. Uh-huh. This is uh, a very edible Pop-Tart. We're enjoying it now. Why? Mm-hmm. Also, my pop tart. Ooh, this is oh. Ian's pop tart too. Yeah, dude. This is a deep dish this pizza like, of a video game. Yeah. You just sink your teeth into this, and you can feel the cheese and the pepperoni between your teeth and on your buds. And you just, on that <laughs> list of games, so this is like thermonuclear. It's like a mountain and everything. I mean, else we're talking about rosters dish. not being done. There's yeah. still like the major announcements for this game, but we still don't know. There's still like I'm telling you, like I, I, they've they've released lots of little tiny details that mm-hmm. are so fascinating. You know, like when you just add them all up, they're really great. But I I still think there's just one or two of those big oh whoa, how is that gonna work? You know, something akin to the three characters in GTA Five. We haven't had anything like that yet. Yeah. Everything that they've talked about is like that thing you liked in Red Dead Redemption, a little bit more, a little bit deeper, a little bit more complex, a little more developed. A little more attention given to that. All the things but you really have to play the game. All the things you're telling me so for far several are hours why, is, to know. why is this a pop tart then? If it's just a little more, it is one of the best teams in the biz doing the, what they do best. Sure, yeah. You know, a, a, on top of a game that was already one of the best of its generation. So it just it just seems like it's kind of the same thing. The reason why this and Spider Man, I was just like my head was spinning. I was so excited about them because it just all the ducks were in a line, yeah, marching towards launch, ready to go. So few doubts in my mind. Uh, Ian, do you agree that Red Dead Redemption is one of the best games of the generation? Oh, yeah, probably. Wow, I did not know that you liked this franchise I didn't so know much. that either. I I mean, it's funny because I don't like GTA much. Yeah. Like, I did not like 5, really, and uh, I'm very excited for this game. I, I think just, honestly, the setting appeals to me more, you know? Yeah. And, like... It's less jokey. It's less jokey, and, yeah, I, everything about it I just like. the The vibes, just, like... In in one, I sat around on a mountain just kind of like hunting bears for hours. So long. <laughs> you, you know, you say Red Dead Redemption is less jokey, but I remember Red Dead Redemption being a legitimately funny game for me. It's like, funny, were, but it's not like crass. Defi- yeah. Sure. As, well, I mean, it definitely... Not a lot of humor coming from the protagonist. A lot yeah. of other right. funny characters had to come up. Yeah, but but his straight face in certain situations, yeah. just ridiculous situations, played so well. Yeah. And I, I think about something like Odyssey... And I think the Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I think the world 
is really fascinating. I think there's going to be a lot of really fun places to explore and, and, and stuff to fight and like lots of big large-scale battles. But I think for myself, when I've been playing a lot of the recent Assassin's Creed games, like I get a vibe what this world was like, but I don't get a vibe of what it was like to live in this world because I'm a very b- interesting person. You know, like I am a super-powered assassin, mm-hmm. and so like not everybody can just climb up that statue. Not everybody, you know, has the arsenal and the abilities that I have, and... I think this will be one of the truest games to a time period that's just ever been created. I think you, you like what I imagine when I play Red Dead Redemption Two is really soaking up the 19th century, what it was like to live in this time, what it was like to uh, it, it just for someone who likes to camp, someone who likes to hike, somebody who loves the outdoors, just the, the the benefits of that. Where it's like it is kind of great to just get on a horse and just go out in the middle of nowhere. You see like old westerns and stuff, and it's like, well, time to go to that town, and they get on a horse, and then montage, and then they show up in the town, and it's like that was like four days of <laughs> just them yeah. on a horse camping, and then going, and then camping, and then going, and just like just capturing that lifestyle, and and through interactive media, getting a sense of like what that was like, um, is why I live for this biz, man. That's why I live for 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 these types of games. Plus, online wow, is going to be bonkers. Biz. I don't I'm think sorry, online's going to be bonkers. Online? online? Well, of course, but what is... I mean, they still... They, they, there was that rumor a year ago that there's a Battle Royale mode in this. We haven't heard oh, a peep yeah. about it since. I wonder if that's still there. Do you think no. so? Do we yeah, think with zombies. Yeah. I mean, these things print money, so, like, why not? The zombies are good or bad. Um, <laughs> not, I mean, yeah, I kind of feel like that's still going to be in there somehow. I feel like they're they're just gonna blow it out. I mean, the trailer after the next trailer. Hey, what's kind of the same thing we talked about with Blackout? It's like yeah. GT Online has changed so much mm-hmm. since the, since launch. So they're gonna add all sorts of weird stuff. You know, yes. you're gonna get all sorts of crazy updates and yeah, it could be a timed event or like a location you go to, and then there's a battle royale like thing you get enrolled oh, yeah. in or something. You mean yeah. not like something you just select from the menu, but right. it's just kind of integrated in everything else? Yeah, that's a cool idea. I finished the review for Spider-Man, exported that out of Adobe Premiere. Like, one of my first thoughts was, here we go. <laughs> now that I'm like, okay, got the platinum for Spider-Man. On to the next one. I was, like, one. starting to kind of put that game away. It's still so yeah. much fun to just jump back in 30 seconds and go webbing around, maybe do a crime or two. But I'm, just, I'm starting to get in that mindset of, like, okay. It's coming, Time dude. for that next trailer. Part two. Whatever there. Oh. Did y'all hear that? Oh. Sounds like it's podcast halftime. The following are the official sponsors of Easy Allies for the month of September. Hogue Law Business Law Firm. Whether you're starting a business at level one, stuck fighting the dreaded fundraising boss, or finally cashing out with a well-earned high score, you need a good business lawyer at your side. Hogue Law brings more than a decade of experience forming and funding companies, negotiating contracts, and everything in between. At Hogue Law, it's always business law time. Check them out at hoeglaw.com or on Twitter at Hoglaw. L. Fanis. Sweet Justice, a sound design company from the southern shores of the UK. They've worked on some of the biggest AAA titles, the most refreshing indie titles, and collaborated with the best development teams in the world. Imagine Betting. Imagine Betting is owned by big fans of the Allies that are proud to help support them. They're a family-run betting company located in the shadow of the Rocky Mountains. They believe that everyone should have access to high-quality betting on any, on any budget. They make every mattress to order. This means their factory won't start producing your mattress until your name is attached to it. The mattresses are brand new and 100% yours. During the month of September, they're offering a 20% discount on any order with free shipping. Use coupon code EASY20, that's E-A-S-Y 20, at checkout at imaginebetting.com. 
iKeyless. iKeyless.com is proud to sponsor Easy Allies. If you need a replacement car key or remote, use offer code EZA at checkout for free shipping and 30% off of your order. Beaten Down Brian. Mango. 16-Bit Psych and Broke Astronaut. Two brothers who are budding indie game developers. Check out their games. Stories in Stone, an RPG about exploring an ancient world and forging a bond with your wolf. And The Adventures of Clive McGulligan, a 2D retro-inspired action puzzle platformer with challenging gameplay. And our mega sponsor, Greg the Dark Knight Kettering. All of these links are available in the description. Thank you to our sponsors. Man, I love getting new sponsors. I'm looking at the and the official nod to Scorn. They're they're, oh yeah, oh yeah. They've officially moved on (laughs) to Greener Pastures. Uh, Yep, and we await more news from them eventually. I might have to stop betting every week. Yeah, I might have to get a pillow here. I want a mattress with my name on it. Yeah, (laughs) I want a mattress with Kyle's name on it. (laughs) You cannot have that. I will call them and ask them never to let you have that. Uh, we're oh, moving sorry, into the, the November. The model is discontinued, yeah. sir. I'm sorry. The Kyle Bossman model. We have a fresh Damiani version. Uh, November 9th, Hitman 2. It'll be released. Man. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. it's cool. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like uh, Life is Strange, where it's just like, this won't suck, I guess, because the first one was so good. And right. It just seems like they're just... Making more. Yeah. This is definitely a situation where it's like, yeah, what you did last time, just keep going. Don't more that, more really that, need anything else. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I'm proud of the team. I'm happy that, you know, they, they're making it non-episodic. That's cool. I'm truly happy about that. And yeah, uh, I, I kind of think November 9th is an okay spot for this game. We'll get deeper into the month, mm. but I think that I, I don't think it's bad. Uh, on November 13th, Spyro Reignited Trilogy will be released. Again, this is it was delayed to this release date. That game's gonna be huge. Yeah. If, if there's one thing I learned over the last year since this game has been announced and even teased at, this game's gonna be enormous. Didn't the Insane Trilogy also do really, really, really well? Yes. Really well. Shockingly oh, well, yeah. yes. Yeah, I agree. It's and you great. wanna support this because what a wonderful thing to happen to any franchise. Yes. Sure. You yeah. you want I'm tempted to buy this game if enough of playing it or not. <laughs> you know, just to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let the old ones more live. More this, more this. Yeah, exactly. You know. Damiani, are you going to play this game? Yeah, I got to actually play it at, uh, was it Comic-Con or E3? E3, sorry. I got to play it at E3. Yeah. Sorry, those two blur together now at this point. Um, I, I, I never touched Spyro before, though, uh, the original games. Right, so, this so will actually surprised be, you're into this. This will be like my first time actually playing through these games. I'll play through the first one at the very least. I don't know sure. if it's not as good as I think it will be. I don't think I'm going to stick around for two and three. But I, I had a, I had a good time with it. It's nice to go back and see um, how platformers from other companies did it that I missed out on for whatever reason because I didn't grow up yeah I didn't have a PlayStation growing up so and then I just never went back to try out Spyro for whatever reason and uh, that flying level that they unlock because all the levels were pretty like simplistic in nature they they looked nice then they unlocked the flying level and I was like what the hell I didn't even know I was like okay yeah he's a dragon of course he can fly and it was just like something completely else and they're like yeah there's gonna be more stuff like that I was like all right 
You have me in Ooh, on that. There you yeah. go. They got Damiani in on the flying on a platform, like a flying, no less. Like, like yeah. Star Fox. And there's like, like yeah, mission, yeah. multiple different things to do. You like get all these. Yeah, you have a time limit. You got to extend crates. your time by collecting the gems yeah. and like defeating like the flying. There's like a dogfight area. There's flying through the ring area. Then there's like navigate like these very narrow like caves and like destroy things on trains. I was like, well, what is? Go- yeah. This is insane. So yeah, yeah. What's going this on? is like the opposite of Shadow of the Tomb Raider for me because I've enjoyed this marketing more than I think I'll enjoy any of these games. Yeah. Because they're shining a light on what's different. They're really showcasing, like, look at this dude on the PS1. Now look at this guy now. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. And it's like, it, it's not even, oh, you brought his little details to life. There's like two details. Like, they had to kind of reimagine, like, really, what were we thinking when we, you know, conceptualized these characters, this thinking? race, it's this actually dragon. actually a different team. Or what, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's just so cool to see. And I'm, I, it, it's, it's a bummer because I, I did not play Crash 2 or 3, but I played Crash 1 a lot. And it was... Just five seconds in that when I played that at E3, the first time I got my hands on it, it was like, oh boy, right away. I was like, look at this game. This is incredible. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to have that with Spyro. And that's a bummer. I think it's one of the reasons why I might not check it out. But uh, just, I wish I could just fairy godmother wave the magic wand and be like, SSX. And like, <laughs> and you get this too. And everybody. Yeah. I all mean, the PS1 oh dreams. Yeah, SSX dreams. It's yeah. so weird. Or um, PS2 dreams. Uh, Medieval was announced so long ago. I forgot about that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's, yeah. And we've still not seen a peep from it. But yeah. The, it's a weird uh, announcement though. It did feel like something was missing. Oh, yeah. Or like they had maybe like had that deal that night. Yeah, it's he's like this afternoon. That is we exactly had a, how we had a conversation. It went well. Yeah, <laughs> had that vibe. You need to show it exactly. Yeah. Like just like you're saying, like Spyro's, Spyro's campaign is good. If they just said, "Hey, we're redoing everything without showing new mm-hmm. Spyro," it would have plopped. Yeah. But yeah, just show the game, shine a light. Uh, on November 14th, Fallout 76. My toaster. <laughs> you can just say it, Kyle. Kyle, you can just say it. Huh? Just, Joining you. Damiani's hopping in on this. Oh, you know? no. Yeah. I completely get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. You non-believers. I'm not a big Fallout fan, and I'm, I think this is cool. But I mean, I, I think that's kind of the thing. Like, we're at a point where you just believe or you don't. Yep. Right? You kind of yeah. have to take yeah. it on faith at okay. this point. You're right. Yeah. It's a, to me, it's a goof-off game. Like, it'll be fun for people to goof off in. Right. I think yeah. that's the intent. Uh... But don't underestimate the power of goof-off games. Right. From a Goof commercial perspective, explode on yeah, Twitch. On, yeah. yeah, yeah, they do. I feel like that's the wild card, Ben. I yes. feel like that's why it could, it could just go so wrong. And I'm me. I'm just I'll wait and see. And if it turns out to be something big, sure, you proved me wrong. But right now, I just like yeah, like that goofiness that you described, Kyle. I, I just can't get behind this right now. I, I just yeah, it like needs to come out. I need to see people like talking positively. Yeah, but we'll see. I, I think the problem for me is when they're sitting there saying like, hey, you can go get nukes with your friends and nuke people and you can adventure across the wasteland and, and take on monsters. Like, just saying those words, you can envision a video game where that is super fun, but nothing that they've convinced me on like a very raw mechanical yeah. level yeah, is that this is fun. And then and you it, see the it's gameplay. Like yeah. The idea of it is awesome. Uh-huh. But maybe doing it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's interesting, Ben, and I'm sure you get this uh, because you review, you know, Don Manny, you review a ton of games too. And yeah. like, I got a little bit with Spider-Man where people were like reaching out to me and they're like, I need to know this one very specific detail <laughs> or I'm either buying this game or not. And I'm like, that's so unfortunate because this game is so fun and I think you'd enjoy it regardless. I don't know why you're hung up on like that one little detail, mm-hmm. but that's totally where I am with 76. We're like, it's a detail. Just everything, man. It just seemed like <laughs> just everything, everything they talked about in that Bethesda <laughs> yeah. press conference was like, 
wait, what? You didn't explain that at all. Like, how does that work? Like, yeah. I was so confused after E3. It's like, how does my home work? Huh? My home's in, like, a briefcase, like the Jetsons, and I just, yeah. like, set it up? Like, what does that cost? Like, it, it just, it seemed like, you know, almost like every little factoid you could tell me was, like, a coin in a bank. And it's like, I need that to get to $5 before I'm even going to consider <laughs> thinking about this, because it just seems like a game that's built of all those little tiny things. Yeah. That the concept is easy to understand, but it's like, the concept, I'm not playing a concept here. Like, I really want to know. The, so, even just watching five or ten uh, minutes of it, it's like, mm-hmm. I still don't really know. Just just a side note, it really is driving me up a wall when they keep saying, we know you have a lot of questions. Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's like, man, we live in a post-No Man's Sky world. Like, we got a lot of questions. <laughs> got a lot of questions. Ian, what's up? Well, I was just going to say, I think Bethesda's taking an uncharacteristically Bethesda approach to this game where they're sort of like almost jokingly acknowledging like, yeah, this game is going to be broken trash when it comes out. Yes. And, like, we don't even kind of know what this game is going to be like. The beta is named as such. It's named, like, break it early, break it often, or whatever the hell. Yeah. And, like, to me, that's refreshing coming from Bethesda, because, like, their games, when they come out, yeah, are usually not... They don't function perfectly, and they don't look great, and, like... It seems like they're having fun with it, and they're they're open to just experimenting and letting this game grow and change and become what it is based on feedback. And to me, that's exciting in a, in any developer, but especially Bethesda. I'll make a prediction. I bet uh, beta day one, f- number one on Twitch yeah. when the game launches, oh, not number one on Twitch. Hmm. That's a bold prediction. Hmm. Uh, Ian, that's an interesting read, uh, and I, I totally see where you're coming from. I also think you could completely go the other way, where it's like. Well, their games that they're not saying are completely broken and, and messy are broken and messy. And so when they're coming out and saying it, like... It's going to be doubly so? <laughs> right, it's going to be sure. doubly so. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be to the point where y- you can't even enjoy it. Yeah. Right. I mean, um, that's... I mean, but it's... They're, at least they're saying it, you know? So it's like, don't... We can't be upset when it do- when it sucks and is broken because they've told us it's gonna suck and be broken for a I while. I mean, even if they <laughs> say toaster strudel, man, that's I mean, a de- even, oh, that's, yeah. even if they yeah, say absolutely. a thousand like, times yeah. it's gonna suck and be broken, like I'm still gonna be pissed off when yeah. I'm playing it. And it sucks. Well, and it's broken. A- actually, the question to me is: Have they said how much it costs? Is it free? That's a sixty dollar game. Oh. Pre-order now. I wonder if one of the then big that issues changes is it. that changes it. It's a huge developer and a huge franchise out the gate. PUBG appeared on the internet to very little fanfare. Yes. Fortnite appeared to very little fanfare and mm-hmm. then grew. Yes. And this baby, day one, is going to have so many eyeballs Spotlight on it. Spotlight on it. And yeah. it kind of sucks. Oh, yeah. I, I think regardless oh, of whatever they're doing, yeah. I still think they're selling it weird. But Yeah. And I mean, my biggest worry is, yeah, I mean, you mentioned No Man's Sky, but also I think uh, Sea of Thieves is, is yeah, like the more absolutely. recent thing. Where absolutely. it's just like... Thieves, sea of Thieves was number one on Twitch. Th- sea of Thieves, yeah. And like, Sea of Thieves... at as a foundation, as a core, is a brilliant, amazing game, but it just didn't have the content, and mm-hmm. I think that's my biggest fear for this, is, like, the nukes thing and the building houses and going around is, is cool and maybe even surprisingly works well, but then there's just nothing else to do. To yeah. me, if I'm if I'm entertained for, like, four hours, I'll be like, yeah, okay. Sure. Yeah, I, I mean, exactly. Ian, I think you bring up a really good point. That's another thing for me with Fallout 76, where it's like... All right, if you're bad out the gate, like I've got a zillion other things to play, and just like with Sea of Thieves, you just end up getting swept away in all that other stuff. It's it's like, you know, yeah. if you if you're not capturing me or, or convincing me to invest a lot of time in this, it's like, well, I'm, time to just go play other stuff. When is Anthem coming out? 
Next year? February, I think. Okay. I feel like that's... Is that February 22nd? I'll check. Okay. That's also another game I'm worried about, like, the content problem. Like, you're talking yeah. about, like, Sea of Thieves and stuff. That's uh, yeah, like, I love like, content, content like, problem. It seems like yeah. a game But I think right that's a that. given no matter what type oh. of... If you're dabbling in that type of genre, I think that's a given. That kind of question mark, how deep is this? Mm. But I think about all the questions I still have for Fallout and playing Anthem for three seconds. It's like, oh, this feels great. Sure. <laughs> you know, like, right. Oh, yeah, some yeah, there's jets. And the very yeah, raw sure. So at least have something yeah. there that, just like Ian was saying, that's like, that's, to me, it worth at least four hours. Just wee, you know. Yeah. I'm just not like, oh, this mission again? Okay, now it's getting dull. To like, but... want to be part of that work in progress. Right. Like, I it just, Check no. in later. Yeah, yeah see ya. <laughs> uh, we have confirmation that Anthem will be releasing on February 22nd, 2019. Thanks, Ian. Look forward to our rundown on that. In 2019. Uh, <laughs> Pokemon Let's Go will be released on November 16th. This is my toaster strudel. It's my toaster it's close as well. to mine. Yeah. yeah, that's a good toaster strudel. I, I've really taken a 180 on this one. Yeah. Um, we were so excited when they announced this. Yeah. What hey, changed? This is also your toaster strudel? Oh, yeah. Okay. Here's what changed. Okay? okay. Because I've seen a lot of arguments both for and against Pokemon Let's Go. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, you know, this is going after the Pokemon Go audience. This is this is an introduction to Pokemon. Mm-hmm. It is a it is a simplified, reduced, don't think too much about it version of Pokemon. And that is super not what I want. I don't think it needs to be this ultra complex, like, oh man, you're challenging me at every turn game. But I think you're gonna play it and just feel empty. Where, yeah, where, I'm like, afraid of that. Yeah. Like when you when you have played Pokemon and you have some sense of what it is and you know what fills you up. Like there are certain like little dashes of depth, and then you play Pokemon Let's Go. And my fear is that it's just like, oh, oh, I can't, I can't do that, huh? Okay, time to move on. Or like, oh, this this isn't part of that game. And like, yeah, I guess you can try to remove yourself from the equation and go, well, they did it on purpose. Mm-hmm. You're still going to kind of feel that emptiness. You're still going to feel that like lack of satisfaction where you're like, wait, no, but like it could be like you could have put this in there and you could have made this fun for everyone. I, I have a question for you guys actually about this because because I was excited because I never played the first one. Mm-hmm. Do you think given all that, like someone coming in who hasn't played the original, do you think I'm going to just have a bad time on it? Like, no. I honestly don't know. I think you're going to have a good time. You think so? I kind of do. Because I won't know what I'm missing? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Almost that, they're, they're, yes. Yeah, they're counting it as a gateway game. I mean, Pokemon Go captured a huge audience, but there, as you said, Ian, there's still people who haven't, like, played a more traditional style of game. While this doesn't have all the features of it, it's still designed. I think this is going one step further than their other mobile efforts, which are meant to be, like, gateways to... They're like their franchises. other product there, yeah. The fr- franchises, yeah. This one, I think they felt there needed to be another intermediary intermediary step there. I just don't know if they really needed it in that. Like, like I, I guess I, I'm kind of curious why this exists is my like biggest question. That's but, my but, like, why yeah. does this exist when you already have Pokemon Go, right? And like, what. <laughs> I, I, like, I like just a don't, stop gap almost. It feels like too much. I was like, why? I'm not going to say it's going to be like an awful experience or awful game. 
I just don't understand why they like why the need to do this. Not only that, yeah. but the fact that it is reinterpreting the original games. Oh. I think just mentally, I'd be so much more okay with being like, "Hey, this is a new special Pokemon adventure where we're trying to do this thing." But the fact that it's like, no, all the same places are in, all the same characters that you know are in. It's like, no, like because then you're then you're not then you're not just being a new thing. Then you're trying to have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. And that's where I get really frustrated. I got, Brack. I got the impression that they knew that. Like, they they pulled damage control on it because the time they announced this, they were like, there, there, there's a real one coming yeah. in 2019. You oh, know? Yeah. It's like they know. 2019's Pop-Tart. Yeah. Right. They uh, knew. Yeah, I, I just, if you close your eyes and say, Kyle, they're remaking Red and Blue, and I just start imagining <laughs> things, and then open them and see that but, game. like, they're not, not and that's close. where I get yeah. stuck oh, on yeah, this they, game. They won't is, call it a As remake. somebody who, yeah. you know, Red and Blue was, we had a magical moment at the beginning yeah. of EZA, where, like, I discovered this game, and now I have, like, this passion for this this series, and, like, I'm, I'm dying for that, you know, the game we're going to get next year on Switch. I, I really, that game could be anything. Like, I don't have, like, obviously my anticipation of that game will get to be higher or lower depending on what they eventually do but i'm just excited to get to, that i'm ready for like the next big you'll be in Pokemon on the release floor. when it you yeah. know um and i did play the, the game on 3ds but it's like when i first heard about it just like you were saying ben it's like oh this is exciting so it's a remake of red and blue and they're like no it's yeah. it's more like a pokemon go thing so it's like Inspired oh cool by... well then you're evolving what you did in pokemon go like no exactly. we're just kind of adding exactly. that to red and blue it's like pick one yeah just yeah. either I, I think this would I think the smartest play is just let this be a companion to Pokemon Go. Call it that. You know, don't call it like weird. Let, it kind you know, of is. I mean, Let's yeah, go. it's called like, yeah. I think the branding's yeah, good. Yeah, I think yeah, it would be, yeah, I think it'd be really interesting. It's like a super cheap game, yeah. <laughs> you know, like 10 bucks that just you have on Switch that you can port all of your Go characters over. You can organize them, battle, you know, there's no story, nothing. It's just a real cheap thing, but it's, it's going to make Go look better than it ever has. And then sell it as that. And, you know, people, you know, you have a huge audience that's going to buy that. But just like, it seems like they put too much work in or not enough. I can't figure (laughs) out. Well, here's the thing. I have a tough Mm. question for the panel. Mm. Yeah. Which will sell more, this or Smash Bros? Mm. Uh, I think this will. I think this will, too. I agree with you. I could see this selling like gangbusters, yeah. Yeah. Because that's that's where I stand on it. This is going to sell more because of when it's coming out. That's probably the strongest reason. Okay. If Smash came out in November, I would say it'd be pretty close. All right. Smash is coming out too late. You're counting both copies as one entity. Obviously. Yeah, they always do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, they don't always. Sometimes they separate it. Like, here's Pokemon Sun, here's Pokemon Moon. Sometimes. I wonder what they do in the APDs these days. The, the thing that's hard is is I'm I'm being super down on it, right? But I also need to know. Like, I need to play all of that thing. I need to yeah. see yeah. what I, it is. It's a Pokemon game on your Switch. I'm going to be asking yeah. myself every 60 seconds, what am what am I doing? Right. <laughs> exactly. Going through, exactly. Get to the next town and get a couple new Pokemon. Uh, I, I see doing? it as a game a lot of people will play. But I just see it as a game, also as a game a lot of people will not finish. I think yes. people just play to yep. try it out, right. especially because mm-hmm. of the Pokeball peripheral, but like the, like just the catching stuff. I, I do forgot like that. about the peripheral. I yeah, do the like peripheral, the peripheral, for people who got it, it's, yeah. Oh, it is that, That's a huge... I don't know. It was at the time. Maybe I, bet it's they back can't, in stock. I bet you can't get a pre-order right now. Yeah. Wait, don't you like get Mew if you? They did something. Man, yeah, there is something like that. Yep, that's DLC. There is something like that. Yes. <laughs> uh, we got a uh, a hot new release date on November twentieth. Battlefield Five will be coming out on that date. Now it got delayed cool. last Pushed week. It okay. Yep. 
Battlefield Five is in such a weird position. Yeah. This, this delay was weird. Uh, basically, the, the way that they had to say, "Hey, this mode is actually gonna be missing at launch," and then a day later after the backlash, saying, "No, no, no. Okay, all right, we'll put it in," and then having to do this delay on top of that. Oh, I missed all of this. Yeah, wow. man. It's, Battlefield Five is it's just, I, man, it's it's not looking good for Battlefield Five uh, in certain ways. I'm sure it'll still sell millions, right? Um, I just I wonder about this. It's an interesting spot. Uh, well, how does the panel feel about this? I wonder how... I feel like because Call of Duty is coming first, I know that there are a lot of people who swear by one or the other, but I, I do think either the, the reception to Call of Duty one way or another will greatly influence the reception to Battlefield Five. Like, if Call of Duty is just abysmal for everyone, you can imagine a lot of people be like, well, mm. thank God... Battlefield Five is coming out in a little bit, which is I feel right? like normally a sentiment. I feel like that's most years for Battlefield. Sure. It's like yeah, yeah I think at least Battlefield Five's amazing. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't see it happening this year. I almost feel like I why? feel like right now Call of Duty has more momentum. I feel like I feel like Call of Duty. Well, Call of Duty always does, right? Right. Call but I think that greater like, momentum like just kind of propels that feeling even further, mm-hmm. right? Like the way that we talk about Black Ops Four, there are so many question marks, and so if that falls flat on its face. How could that not be a huge win in in the public perception for Battlefield Five potentially? Battlefield Five to me is just, it's a weird product. It is right? weird. What I do we have to look forward to for its campaign? You know, I even like for Battlefield One that trailer that shows you like riding horses and it, it, Battlefield One's trailers were really really good. I don't right. know what to grasp onto for Battlefield Five. I agree with that. I, I like again. I think it's a marketing issue. I, uh, it's it's called five it takes place in world war ii uh we know it has innovative new multiplayer modes but i I mean maybe the beta will change things and the beta is still happening in september uh but it's hard to sell that it's hard to sell hey this change this mode's gonna change everything uh until people play it it's a to me it's almost a weirder product than call of duty without its campaign because it's like battlefield what do you care about dude Mm mm-hmm what are you focused on? You're not right. focused on your campaign. I don't believe you are. And I think that feeling was really hammered home where they'd be like, hey, during this press conference, we're going to show off the story and be like, oh, okay, finally. And mm-hmm. they showed off and it's like, no, I I feel just as little yes. when, when that happened. Yeah. And you know, I love presentations. I love, the, you know, watching Smash Bros for 45 minutes. I feel like that Trevor Noah thing was one of the worst reveal events I've watched all year long. That was textbook. <laughs> textbook bad? <laughs> How not to do it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Man, I, and I still think that's what I associate Battlefield Five with. You got very this, little right. It's it's yeah. weird because I really like Trevor Noah a lot. I uh-huh. enjoy the Daily Show a lot, and yeah, that was bad. It was just truly. I bad. had a lot of fun with the multiplayer. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> to just drop something positive on the Please end of this do. discussion. Yeah, I just had a blast. I I do not spend a lot of time with Battlefield every year. Battlefield Two was still I played that game a lot. So like I still have my happy Battlefield memories that I can recall. And I just I I thought that was chaos, and I, and I had a really good time because good when chaos? I played yeah when I played Soul Calibur, which we've already talked about at Judges Week and, and E3, I got annihilated. I was not able to do a whole lot. <laughs> you know, like a lot of those games, I'm just bad at. Smash Brothers, not able to do a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Battlefield had a lot of fun. Was okay. was able to you know take a couple dudes out. Was able to get in a vehicle and you know have that moment where I turned around in a tank like saw that I was in a tank and we had a little you know battle together flying in a plane dogfighting over the city at night when it's the snow falling like it's just uh it's Jones. an epic game but I felt the it same is, way man. about Battlefront 1 and 2 where like there were a lot of things that were frustrating about that game but damn it it's gorgeous and it sounds so good yes and and I guess that's and, uh, 
I, I think this is just a marketing botch, and I just I wish that months ago they went in a new direction. It seems like they decided a year ago they had a, like an eighth month eight month plan that they're, they're just sticking to. They're refusing to move aside from this plan in this marketing, and it's just it bums me out that there's no reaction. Kyle, what Brandon said though makes me think that like a lot of what you're talking about and then I brought up doesn't matter because I think the core experience of Battlefield multiplayer is still so desired and loved that like even if they mess up a lot of the things surrounding it mm-hmm. if that core is still intact that's going to be good enough for many 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 people Ben I think that's what it need, like we're just talking about how effective Cyberpunk was last week yeah just showing that game right the, call it or sorry Battlefield could have done that yeah, I we agree. Don't people talking. It's just show that game, show a multiplayer match, and people will come. You'll have 100,000 people if you just showed one match. I agree, but I think it matters less when so many people are already extremely familiar with it. Like, it's, that, mm. that, that pressure isn't as on it in the same way. Like, you don't have the questions that we've had for these other games where it's like, well, I wonder what it's going to be like. You can kind of take a step back and be like, no, I, I have a pretty good idea of what it's going to be like, and I enjoy that. And I think that's powerful. One thing, uh, a positive thing to say about it, uh, the graphics, the fidelity. Oh, yeah. It coming out at this point will be enough time after the new RTX 280 cards <laughs> come out. So That's I'm, a good point. Like, what I'm looking forward to most of this. So I, to preface this, I actually had a good time playing through Battlefield 1 when I went through like the, the whole thing of playing all these games I hadn't played in the year. Damiani does not play first-person shooters. So I did not know you played that. I, I enjoyed, well, I enjoyed, the, I enjoyed the campaign for that. So I know they have not shown a lot about Battlefield Five. So a little bit of a question mark of so like, where's the hook? Like or what what's hooking me in yet? Mm-hmm. Um, Battlefield One was a little bit easier. Like obviously had that hook for me. So but I still feel that like they did such a good job with Battlefield One. I give I, like I'll trust them. Like especially if Huber comes out and like, dude, it's good. Like all right, like that and Huber will be like, all right, I'm, I'm down for it. I'm not so much into the multiplayer Battlefield, which is the weird like probably the weird thing about it. However, going back to the visuals, hopefully by this time. Have that brand new PC built with that brand new graphics card. This game is going to be like one of the premier showcases yeah. for like high-end PC graphics when it comes out. Battlefield I, is a lot. And I yeah. think it's actually, they're like they're pushing it hard. I think that's a bit of a, like an X factor for this game. Mm-hmm. And I know that was not the reason for the delay, but uh, added benefit of it moving into November and having extra time is now more people, I think, will have those cards, have their new PCs built, and will get to take, you know, that game and see it at, like, max settings for, like, uh, on these graphics cards, that ray tracing in action, uh, you know, seeing it look at, like, the best it can look and just being, like, dazzled by that. Damiana, so you're in for that card. You're going to buy that card. Oh, right, I have it. Uh, Newegg already charged me, apparently. I, I, I pre-ordered I pre- it as well. I pre-ordered yeah, a Newegg, and they charged me already. I have it pre-ordered. I also pre-ordered it on uh, NVIDIA's site. That's can't, right. That's their Pop-Tarts. They, they don't charge it. Uh, I just need to ask. Uh, side note, need to ask anyone here if anyone wants one, because they are all sold out. Nah, dude, I want that expensive no. card. Get uh, out of here. How yeah. much is it? Uh, it's like twelve hundred dollars. Yep. God. Well, we should probably get one for. Yeah, well, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. If, like, you can't buy one anymore if you yeah. want one for this. Let's talk just, about it later. Yeah. We'll talk about anyway, it later. Uh, yeah. yes, I'm getting one. Cool. The, but you mentioned something where you're like, I, I enjoyed Battlefield One so much that like I'm willing to give this a chance. I do think there's a lot of goodwill with Battlefield, and I wonder if just the direct comparison of them giving away those maps for free will be another X factor, yeah. right? Yeah. That's that's an extremely fair, favorable comparison that that Huber has talked about a lot, and the more I read about the Black Ops Pass, the more I really agreed with them. And yeah, 
We'll see. We, we, have, uh, we have yet to see how really the monetization is going to work. Like we, they've told That's us, true. they've yeah. told us a lot about how it is going to work. Uh, you know, you never know until you see it in practice. The annual skirmish between Battlefield and Call of Duty to me has it's at its most interesting point in it's 2018. Now, but yeah, or I'm just like. What's going to happen? Yes. <laughs> Who's going to outsell who? What are these modes are going to be? Yeah. Where's it going to falter? Where's it going to succeed? I have no idea. I think if you ask me. I would me not bet on it if it was Vegas. Two years ago, I was feeling like, man, Battlefield's really catching up on Call of Duty. I don't mm. think that's happening this year. I think there's going to be a dip. On November 27th, Darksiders 3. Uh-oh. What? I don't know, man. Darksiders 3, the end of November, I'm not feeling good for it. It oh, does feel like a weird time for this game. Yeah, yeah. It needs a yeah. little more uh, this, momentum. This, I mean, <laughs> every season feels like it's crowded now, but Darksiders 3 to me feels like a great January game. Yes. I mean, and well, January <laughs> is kind of... delay it. There's still time. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's still much, much time. And was, what's interesting about this release is I think it is, since THQ Nordic became THQ Nordic, I think this is their biggest release. No question. I think this is basically what everything has been leading up to. They've published many, many games, maybe 50 at this point. Uh, but I, this is the big one. This is the big, okay, we bought this franchise. We're bringing it back. We're right. doing a new sequel. We're making it bigger and better. Here it is. And I, I just I feel like THQ Nordic has a lot riding on this. I do feel like uh, you do have the bringing it back aspect, which I, I think is always very powerful. And two... Like, Darksiders 1 and 2 have not only been around for a while, they've been extremely accessible. Like, you can play Darksiders 1 and 2 on, like, almost anything. Yeah. And they've been free a lot, depending on, you know, what services you, you have. Like, I, I, I wonder if that will help. Like, I wonder if just the ease of access for Darksiders uh, will give Darksiders 3 an unexpected boost. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there, there's always that chance, right? Uh what is a good example of a movie where the first one didn't do great, but then like, a lot of people watched it, and then the sequel explodes? Hmm. This is like a Brandon Jones question. There's, there's like a totally like good example one of this. Terminator 2 I can think of. Terminator 2 made way more money than one, but... Yeah, yeah. Where like it, it builds a cult following, and then by the second one, it's huge. But then also there's like, you know, Anchorman 2, where it's like, yeah, and then a lot of build-up, and a lot of build-up, and then we put out the sequel, and it's like, hey, we don't like this anymore. Uh, right. I, I, do think, I do think Darksiders 3 is way different from Darksiders 2, enough that it's modernized, enough that it, it's not like it doesn't fit in today's landscape. I'm just I'm just nervous about them getting that attention about it, how much money they're gonna have to spend on marketing and then I don't know I feel like if if it's not 80 or above on Metacritic it just gets buried that's what I'm most concerned about and I know we shouldn't talk about Metacritic scores but I, I mean that as a generalization if if it's if it doesn't review very well yeah it's gonna be hard for this game to get attention yeah I I kind of agree it feels like below an 80 is is. Not a death sentence, I guess, but a, yeah, I agree. It would, it would affect us a lot. I feel like this is a game that I think they announced. Every, they were so excited that they were able to bring it back to life to re continue the Dark Side series. I really feel like that outweighed the benefit of maybe holding off on announcing this closer to release because I feel like we've known about this for a long oh, time. That announcement was the best part. Yeah. We were so excited. Like, oh, this series gets another chance. Right. There was like a, like not really a campaign, but a lot of people pushing for it. Like, you know, offers like, like, Hey, well like buy the studio people who got laid off back at old THQ. Like when their studio was like shuttered, like, Hey, come, you know, like we'll try and make it happen. Blah, blah, blah. 
and it culminated with like, hey, THQ Nordic is, exists now, and we got the assets, you know, we got the rights, we're bringing it back. And it's been just a long way. I hate that. Like, this this game would have benefited, I think, a lot more by that shorter lead time leading, like going into it. Even if it didn't, doesn't get bumped from this, it would have done better if like, it was announced like an E3. Like, E3, Darksiders 3 coming back. No, like, we got it back, and it's coming out this November. I think we'd be a little bit more excited about it. I think it's an yeah. excellent I, I think point. that, like, the yeah. awareness about it would yeah. be, like, much higher, especially mm-hmm. how kind of weaker November is, I would say, this year than other, like, Novembers. You know what? I'll I'll let you have that. Like, those games I are going to sell well, but, that. like, in terms of, like, blockbuster, like, name-grabbing, yes. it's like, Fallout, maybe, it could go either way, and Battlefield. Like, even Pokemon Let's Go, it's like, it's Let's Go Pokemon. It's not, like, Man, the mainline Pokemon. I, I feel like every, oh, probably, like, pretty much everything we've talked about in November is, wow, this could go either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, Damiani, I think like Spyro will be huge. I do think Fallout. I think will be Spyro huge. is the safest bet yeah. on that list. I'm for just like, talking about like, oh, quality. Fa- yeah, yeah, quality. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's talk about December. Not a lot of releases in December. I, I plucked two. Yeah. Oh, Jones, you know this one? What okay. am I? What am I about to say? The f- December fourth. Yeah. Just Cause Four. Nice. You remember the date? Just mm. Cause. Yeah. Just Cause Four is coming out on December fourth. This is what you just said, Damiani, where it's like, oh, it's happening? Whoa, this year? Whoa, oh, great. Mm -hmm. December is, for me, is I can't say what that's going to do for the series. I can't say how that's going to, you know, benefit Square Enix from putting it on that there in the calendar. But just for me personally, perfect timing. We definitely haven't (laughs) had time to get tired of that game. Gives me a full month to just, you know, soak up all the Red Dead and all the crazy online stuff. Mm -hmm. And then just right before the holidays, getting this goofy game that... Seems like there were th- things about three that disappointed me, but it seems like it's just they're they're kind of picking up where that left off, you know. Like they really took they they said they built a whole new engine for this, but it still it feels a lot like three. And the the trick with Just Cause and the problem that I ran into with three is there were a lot of tools that they gave me, and with two, maybe I just didn't know a lot about two before I played it, but there was so much discovery in two, there was so much, like, can I do this? Oh, I can. Yeah. And in three, there was a lot of, like, oh, can I do that? That's neat, and then I never did it again. And mm-hmm. every single time I, like, approached an area, I was not like, I'm gonna finesse this. It was like, no, I wanna get further in the story, and so I'm gonna try to do my best here and use the tools I know are gonna be effective and not so much like, I'm going to surf on a jet just because. It's like, no, that, I mean, that's fun, but it, maybe the first or, first one or two times I do that, so I'm kind of over it. So for you feel it. more inclined to experiment? It just seems like the world is going to be more interesting to experience in increments as it goes along. Like having this, this, this battle line that is constantly moving across the field. You know, like having just just watching all the weather effects just rip this world apart, I yeah. think is going to be visually satisfying and and just adds a sense of randomness. You know, like mm-hmm. I imagine like being right in the middle of a mission and just aiming on one side of the helicopter and then being like, OK, time to go oh, tornado. You know, and just like accidentally like, OK, I died there, but that was fun. You I know, just, it just seems a more more variables and, and more less focus on like, no, the story is going to be super serious this time because Rico's going home. It's like, no, just no, don't worry. About it. Jones, I, <laughs> Here's I the bad guy. Don't focus on that too much. It's weather. It's this war. That's it, Jones. It's, I actually think it has something to hang its hat on. It has something to, to, that we can pin it on. We can say, this is what makes four different. It's the weather stuff. It's the insane tornadoes. And I just, I think that is so important for a video game, not from a gameplay standpoint, from a marketing standpoint, just yeah. to have a thing, just to have a huge different thing uh, that makes the game slightly more exciting 
exciting than you know the three or four without tornadoes. Uh, like it's it's hard to imagine where where what we would be talking about if it wasn't those things. Yeah. And so yeah, I I think that's a value for the game and something to note. It's something for other designers just from your first meeting, your first pitch of hey, give us millions to so we can make this is like have that hook, have that something. It's like in one of the demos he like put some stuff on a crate and the balloons and so the crate lifted and then he like put a jet behind it so it was moving and oh, it's like so now I'm traveling through this world on a really slow crate yeah <laughs> just yeah, yeah. that's oh my god dude. it's it like okay it's creative and, and fun and it's neat in 2018 that we're here that we can you know put these silly things into games but like for, for this game that on the Xbox 360 I was clinging to the upside down of an F-18 and crashing it into a mountain was it's that like, the one with the demo gotta, was it two that had the demo I can't remember. I know somebody yeah. had this incredible mod that I never played for two. That I think had 64 players, 32 or something. It was wow. Some big, wow. crazy multiplayer Just Cause mode on PC. I remember walking to your office and you were playing Just Cause 2 and it was like Little Kid Jones. <laughs> it was nice. It was and, I, nice. and I captured a little bit of that with three, but it just didn't have staying power. And so I'm hoping, just I'm curious what they really ended up focusing on and, and how big the campaign is and how, how fun the world is to explore and... Yeah. Um, biomes is a big thing they're focusing on now and, and, and so like 3 was great but it was mostly tropical and so it'd be fun to get up in the mountains get in some deep snow get in the desert with sandstorms and yeah snow. you know what though I've realized through this conversation snow baby I feel bad for saying to Darksiders 3 like hey too soon bud too close in November when this is just a week later Darksiders 3 is at least once the worst of it is over in November mm. you know like it's not a bad bad release date you know it is just one week before uh, just cause, uh, and one week before December. So yeah, I get it. Just but I just close. imagine we just we get to December, everybody's exhausted. Oh, mm-hmm. you're already pre-ordered Smash. You're in or you're out on that game. You know you're doing it. And I just think we complete a lot of these single-player games, or we've kind of like maybe not focusing on these multiplayer games come out in October and November. And I just I I would not be surprised if I see a lot of people at the beginning of December, right for the holidays, are like, yeah, I'll just cause for sure, fine. Yeah, <laughs> I'll pick that up. Yeah. And just have fun with it. I just hope Darksiders get some of that, too, is what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Darksiders won't have a snow tornado. It will not have a snow tornado. Let's <laughs> uh, talk about a franchise well, that is setting stuff up for Well, maybe. For yeah, it might, might have a snow tornado. Yeah. You know? It'd be really sad if this is the end of Darksiders we <laughs> oh, never get that Oh, because the delaying right? yeah. Darksiders 3. I haven't played any the of these February games, and I'm still kind of hyped on snow Darksiders. <laughs> Creator bonus, snow tornado. Yeah. Uh, the last game I've written down for December. On December 7th, we will see the release of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. So, okay. Pop tart with the asterisk by it. What? You no can't do asterisk. that. No, no, no. It's a pop tart or not, man. Oh, it. I don't know, I, 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 this whole I podcast. Explain is this. Okay, yeah. explain <laughs> this. We'll, we'll so, ju- you know what? We'll qualify. We'll say what kind of pop tart. There's this is. a mode that has not been revealed yet, mm-hmm. and it, there's a lot of hints in the trailers that basically point to, if you believe all the evidence, there will be a. I, the spirits thing is weird. A store like an actual adventure story mode that everyone keeps calling spirits. I think they, I think Nintendo trolled everyone. I think they knew people would decode that image and no, put they it did out not. There. No, it's yeah, called spirits. We are now no. a Smash conspiracy theory. Yeah, lock it in. It's called yeah. spirits. There's no way they. Kyle's they, like lock it in. It's called they could change that title really easily oh, yeah. though. Yeah, but they wouldn't. That, that's called spirits. Just cut. Just bank it. Bank it right now. It's called spirits. It's, anyway, continue. I don't like the the theory behind it. So your it. opinion, your pop tardiness relies on whether that's cool. It or looks. Not. It's everything looks really good about it. Yep. But that story mode, if there's a story adventure mode, would just push it over the edge. Like that would drive me into like 
hype levels for this game. I know there, there's been criticism leverage about why why aren't the LA's like more excited about Smash Brothers and stuff. What? I see people like what? the Desire Dude, Index. I'm excited for there's Smash. like comments you, about our placement of it on the Desire Index. <laughs> let me, let me it was not. On. It was in our bottom ten. It's not in our, like our top five. It is, or number, something. It is number thirteen on the. There Desire you go. Index. See, it is I mean, okay, come on. Index. That's pretty been high. On the Desire Index yeah. thing That's one pretty time. High. I feel like I feel like the Desire Index is an imperfect. Representation of our excitement levels for all nine allies. No, it's perfect. Okay. Uh, so, I, I, okay, so I, it is I beneath disagree. control. I think it should be higher than control. You uh, shut we, your we, mouth. <laughs> we don't really need to dive into that, but basically, <laughs> look, we'll sort the desire index out. In a yeah, we don't need to talk about. I didn't even open this that Pandora's box, but <laughs> <laughs> adventure mode. I just really want that to come back. It's gonna be so good. Dude. That would be like more than like a cherry on the top. It'd be like Smash is like the ice cream. Like the entire Sunday would be the adventure mode part of it. Like all mm-hmm. like the like the banana split part, the hot fudge, the whipped cream, the cherry nuts. Like that's adventure mode. To and me. then multiplayer is just a tiny little cherry. Yeah, yeah. And the, like. I agree with you that it would be in- incredibly exciting, and I'd be pumped for it. But even cream. without it entirely, okay, right. like Smash Ultimate oh, yeah. would still be a pop oh, yeah. for me. But like okay. I'm like vying with all these other games. That that for me was what what will put it over the edge okay. for any other game on this list. I'm nervous. Wow. I'm nervous for you, Damiani. I n- I don't want you to be hurt. A lot riding on spirits. That that, yeah. that that video they created for the reveal of King K rule that like opening that was like 100 a story mode like thing. Those nice like hand drawn like things they did. I was like, no, that's they won't go to that much effort. I truly believe those will not be part of the story. Also, mode. the Monster Hunter bo- Rathlos is a, yes. like a boss environment. That's yes. that's Wait, not Dracula a stage. Was, uh, you know. Dracula yeah, has a yeah. boss fight. Like it, there is clear stuff there that's like, what is this? I mean, it might not be literally adventure mode, but there's some kind of like campaign style event that's going to be in this game. But to me, uh, the the CG trailers are so meticulously designed to be reveals of characters that I don't think that I don't think they're the same as cutscenes in an adventure mode. They're, they're trailers. They're some of the best trailers you there can ever watch. There was a prelude to the CG part of the King K. Rule part that was the, like I don't think it's in like the YouTube video of just King K. Rule. Yeah, man, it's part of the reveal trailer. It's genius. It's showing the enemies. It's showing the worst enemies of each Smash character. It's like where's Donkey Kong's enemy? It's here he is. That's that's a sell think, of the reveal. I, I it's not a sell part, of cutscene. I think that's part of the CG trailer for the CG <laughs> oh, the CG oh. video that's going to play at the beginning of Spirits mode. No. Oh. No. Uh, oh. Ian's ready to move on. No. We shot. Uh, Jones, I am curious. Oh. What, uh, you rated the trailer, right? The uh, Castlevania one. Yeah. What'd you give it? Oh, why you ask me? I'm tired. I don't know. <laughs> Is it above a nine? Yeah. yeah oh, I think we were nine. all above okay. the nines. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Uh, you gave it ten, I believe. You did. I said oh, we by did. That. We just did. Yeah, we just did. Uh, Simon. You give that a ten? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it's a ten. It a 10. That, that is Thank a ten you. trailer. Absolutely. That's that's the it's thing. Is like, okay, you you have all the characters in there. That's already a pretty good sell. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Then you add Ridley. Yeah. And you're like, wow, this, this is pretty cool. Okay. <laughs> and then you add King K. Rowling, and you're like, wow, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And then you add Simon and Richter, and you're like, well, this is a train we're on. Yeah. Don't and stop. And there's more to come. Yeah, and there's oh, more to come. Oh, there's more to come. Like, yes, <laughs> Spirits sounds great, but yeah. this has already been a pretty damn awesome ride. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. W- one other small thing. Okay, you want to drop get, a rumor get, what do you got? No, 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 not rumors. Okay. I, uh, ask, an ask. An ask. Can we get more than two Final Fantasy songs, please, Square Enix? No. There's two Final Fantasy VII songs. Every, like, that laundry list of songs for every franchise. Pro- then Final Fantasy VII. Two, just, oh, yeah. just put the in-game music. Yeah. I don't care what it is. Okay, pro tip. Oh. All right. I have a suggestion for you. Okay. All right, you're playing Smash on your Switch. Oh, here we go. Okay? 
You turn the volume all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll one-up one you, Ben. What if I install a, a custom version of Smash Brothers and yeah. put my own music in it? Hack your Switch, bro. <laughs> Hack your uh, Switch. It is now time for Love and Respect. Love, love and respect. respect. We are running way late. Ian, do you sing too? Every time, baby. I didn't. I just the first time I realized you're singing over there. I, I appreciate the that. The high part usually. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, we're, we're. I got one. We'll do one quickie. Uh, hi, allies. I only recently found you all on YouTube, and it has been a joy going through your podcast while I'm working. I've got a few questions. Where did the use of the word jolly come from? <laughs> I've never heard it used so casually <laughs> and often as the EZA crew uses it. Um, that's Michael Huber. Well, yeah. yeah, he says crew like we all throw it out all the time. Like clearly, he must have and chill, they, or they must have heard it from. But people it's, say it's chill. Infection. Nobody person. says jolly. Uh, yeah. Jolly is derived, I believe, from Dark Souls because he Solaire talks about jolly cooperation. I, the, I don't think that's true. Yeah, because I mean that's, that's where an easy aim, that's where jolly co-op came from. But like. I wonder if that's where Huber got it. Because when I met Huber's former college roommate at his wedding, uh, he uh, said jolly to, he's like, yeah, jolly, jolly. Origins here. Yeah. What if it's a school right. thing? Like, they, yeah. like their school just had it like a, been school thing, a um, slang I specifically jolly. recall a conversation with my wife, Amanda Troop, where I said jolly, and she was like, you're running out of uses of that word. She's like, every time you say jolly, it means less and less every time. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, but I thought it was cute. Yeah. <laughs> I is. remember the first time I heard Huber said it, and he said it like that, that Huber was like, jolly. And it just like really leaned into the word. I'm like, yeah. I don't hear anyone say this yeah. ever. This is the most charming thing. How do you not... How does it not just infect you? Yeah. It just becomes a party. So his, that's, that's the origin for his sure. Use of, yeah. uh, his use of chill, though, doesn't work over text with people who don't know our vernacular. Because, like, I just said to someone I responded with something, chill. And they oh, thought no. I was telling them to yeah. chill. chill. Yeah. And, uh, and I was like, oh, no, no, no. Like, cool. Like, good. And they're like, what? And I was, oh, oh. You don't you, know Michael Huber? Uh, <laughs> you guys have also... I say no worries all the time. That is an easy A thing. I don't know who started that, but... I say that, I say that all the time. Yeah, yeah. that is, that is like said like West once Coast a day. Thing, I think. Uh, number two... I say little pig, little pig. Is oh, that Musier? Stop. Thing? That uh, has two, become. Uh, what's the deal with? No, it's not. What's the deal with the toy uh, and song it plays during Love and Respect? Great question. I love answering any new questions to somebody who's just hopping in because I realize all of this is terribly confusing. Uh, this is Rufus. He was named Rufus, I think, by Michael Huber, actually. Uh, he is yeah, a McDonald's right. toy. He's a Furby. Uh, this was a Tiger Electronics line of McDonald's toys. Uh, it is a uh, it is a blue Furby. Uh, who's got a saxophone. He's got a little hat and sunglasses. He looks like a jazz musician. Uh, his tune, not quite jazz, but uh, to me, it was such a strange toy. I had to hold on to it. I said, someday this will have a use. And when we started the segment, Love and Respect, I said, this is my time to strike. Rufus, well, this Furby, this strange Furby, came out. It's meant to be nothing. It's meant to be goofy. It's meant to mean nothing. Uh, and it does. Number was three, that it means something now. That's the beautiful thing about yeah. meaning in life. Yeah. As you attach it to things that would otherwise I, have none. I think we only had like two or three GT times with love and respect. It was really close to the end before we all got fired is when we introduced Rufus in that segment title. Nice. Um, yeah. I remember, yeah, it was toward the end. It's getting to the point, and not to, to short credit 
the the other allies who I do I think contribute a lot. But like when I really think back on the way that we talk and our style and everything, it's like wow, that's like. It's like eighty percent Huber. Like Huber is really most of this. Yeah, this, this, this he really kind of wedges blanket. himself in there. Yeah, this this kind of blanket of of attitude. Mm-hmm. I think I just really text, comes from him. I just texted him and asked him the uh, origins of him saying jolly. Okay, and he responded to me. He goes, "I honestly have no <laughs> idea." How many That's, O's? How many uh, O's? Four O's. <laughs> and then I said. Pre Dark Souls, you don't know, and he goes, not even the slight, not even a slight guess, haha. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's but that's Huber, you know. Yeah. Is he, yeah, yeah. He's the kind of person when you're like, yeah, yeah, that time you said that thing, and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. He yeah. just kind of just goes moment to Do moment. Do I say jolly? Is that my thing? Yeah, yeah exactly. But he confirms it was 100% pre Dark Souls. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, last question: Do you have a favorite artist? I'm talking the drawing and painting type here, but any kind uh, is cool. Love and respect from a new fan. Ion what? Right on. Thank you for finding us. Thank you for hanging out. Yeah. Um, favorite artist is such a hard question to answer. I feel like all my favorite artists are musical artists. Oh, one. oh, okay. Yeah. So we're, sorry, we're not just talking about the drawing. Yeah, like I, I feel like that's the direction it should be in. But like, mm. hey, if you Didn't don't have a favorite say visual, uh, but any kind is cool is how that ends. Oh, oh. yeah. Well, that makes it a lot more complicated. I have two Star Wars answers. Well, Ralph McQuarrie's rad. He designed a lot of the yes, stuff. Yes, Jones, Wars that's such a good pick, man. If you just Google Ralph McQuarrie, you'll have a good time. What a visionary man! Like there that, is one is other crazy. guy. There's some another weird person named Ralph McQuarrie who did something else. But I got to see my favorite artist in any medium in the world. You have a great answer, Rock. This, this weekend, yes, at the Hollywood Bowl, Mr. John Williams. At the 40th anniversary at the Bowl. So I'm sorry. Jeez. Does he still First compose? played the Bowl in 1978? Still playing there, and keep in mind, like seventy eight is when he. It's just crazy. It's I'm like sorry, conduct. He, Does he still conduct? He still conducts. Yeah, oh, he okay, did. Cool. Uh, somebody came out. Um, they had another David Newman came out, who also is a an accomplished film composer, came out and played the beginning part. And I asked someone who was not in our friend group because we're just kind of you know like drinking wine, socializing before the show starts. And some I was like, "What's David Newman? Who is that?" And some guys like he's like the he's like the uh, the anesthesia you know, person at the dentist office. Like, like he comes in and cleans the teeth like before. And then the dentist comes in. He's kind of like that for this concert. Like he's going to come in and just play a couple John Williams tunes. And then John Williams is going to come out and like do the rest of the show. That's bizarre. Um, and then was it, did it, did it, did the vibes change? Same music, different composers. And obviously the person who, who, sorry, composed it, um, different conductors. So did the vibes change when John Williams stepped out? No, it was the same. It was very, very jolly. He talked about John a lot and okay. Spielberg, Spielberg was there. He gave a couple, some fun stories and some great context. Charles, I they showed you. the beginning of Last Crusade without music, Whoa. which was awesome. And then we're like, okay, he's like, this is what what I give John. And then he's like, and then here's what he gives us. And then they play oh, that's it fun. Like with a, a live accompaniment. And- uh, I watched Ready Player One. I don't believe in Steven Spielberg anymore. He directed that movie. Well, that's yeah, why I've, Williams I've is my way. favorite artist. Okay. Because even even uh, an artist like the Coen brothers, who I think have done very little wrong in their entire career, who yeah. continually amaze me. I just saw uh, No Country for Old Men like the sixth time the other day, and that's just like actors just beating the crap out perfect of each other. And say, I'm a better actor. I'm that's a better a actor. Film. I'm a better actor. Yeah. I mean, they, just, like, they do such a good job of just writing like totally different things, but they've made like one or two really bad movies. <laughs> you know, like they have faltered in their career and I cannot for the life of me think of a score of Williams has written and I'm like 
That's trash. You know, I'm like, nah, skip that one. Yeah. What's he do now? He does. He's still, he's going to do episode nine. He's still. He's doing Star that, Wars yeah, still? That's Man. it, right? He's still going at it. He's, he, when he did seven, he's like, I'm done. And then he's like, oh, fine, I'll do eight and nine. Because <laughs> he wrote like Ray's theme and a couple other things. And he's like, I don't want somebody else to come in and, and continue <laughs> this. I want to put my stamp on it and then I'm done. And then nice. I'm walking away. And the guy's in his 80s. Like, he's just, he's just, uh, I, I really, really try to not use the word genius that mm. often. Yeah. John Williams is a genius. Mm. There's no question. He is the best at what he does. Timeless stuff, man. And it's still it's, around. And it's still so, far, so It's like iconic every single time, just yeah. above and beyond what anyone else is capable of. It's crazy. It's really, really crazy how uniquely talented he is. This Reddit thread can't... F- Think of a single bad score he's done. Is that what the thread is titled? I'm Google. The, the question uh, is: What's just, a bad? William has he score? ever? Has he ever done a bad score? And people are like, No, yeah. that's cool. <laughs> um, he's done some bad movies, but his score right, was the right. best yeah, thing yeah, yeah, in yeah. that bad movie. Do we have any other artists who are our favorite artists? There, there are three that come to mind. Okay, they're all musicians and they're all women. Great. Um, and I, I can't really throw the John Williams argument at there, where it's like, Oh man, they've never done anything bad. Like I. I I think all of them have done things that I've cared for a lot less. But when I listen to music, I tend not to get too attached to the lyrics because they just don't register with me that much. Whereas like all three of these artists, the words that they wrote down and the ways that they were like able to convey emotion shook me. Like really just like pick you up off the ground and 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 shake you and be like, Holy shit, that's that's profound. And I like I would throw the genius label at all these artists. And that's PJ Harvey, uh Joni Mitchell and Fiona Apple. I knew Fiona would be in there, baby. Yeah. 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 It's good picks, Ben. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want a new Fiona Apple album so bad. <laughs> I, oh, 17 I think, years. I think the Either Wheel <laughs> oh, is my perfect album. Like, I cannot find a single fault with that album. It it takes, it like punches me in the gut every time that I've listened to it. And I've worn that thing out, man. Like, I've listened to it so much. And it just... Places she goes. Oh. Same, cool. man. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Oh, if that's your same favorite artist, Ian? Oh, I just think Fiona and that a- album are so good. Do you, yeah. have, do you have a favorite artist? Uh, I mean, as far as music, I, yeah, I mean, I like Agnes Obel a lot. I like, uh, for video game scores, Jessica Curry. I really mm. like her. I'm sorry. Agnes Obel is the person who's like has the concert this month, right? Yeah, that I can't go to because of Hall of the Grades. You're doing Hall of Grades instead of one of your favorite artists? Yes, my job. Wow. Whoa. I mean, I'll give you the time off. If you ask me, I'll give you the time off. I'll, I'll Boss man. I, can't, I mean, I can't miss Hall of the Greats. <laughs> it's Hall of the Damn Greats. You no, guys are going to pick something stupid. If one of my favorite... <laughs> we will. Uh, if one of my favorite artists is in town... I mean, that's I, I, Hall of Grace does not usurp that uh, opportunity. She's also she's opening for the the, which I thought I didn't know he was still doing stuff. That's crazy. I don't know who the the is. The the is an old guy, and he he's on he was on Nothing Records or whatever back in the day, but he did like dark folk kind of singer yeah i think it's, it's like um to... where were they going without ever no, knowing God damn the it. Way? oh damiani who's your favorite artist what who's your favorite artist uh, not that <laughs> <laughs> when i said with it i uh, can so... see the road that the... that's fastball stop it <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's the, the you can put that song in my head now <laughs> the the is like if you can't change the world change yourself can't remember the now melody, you just put like the song "Runaway Train" in my head for some reason. That's a good one. I used it to listen to that song on cassette and like feel really sad as as like an eight year old. 
uh, Damiani, your favorite artist. I so, know you thought of one. It's yes. in your head right so, now. So uh, let's do. Uh, I'll do uh, uh, actual like uh, artist to draw. Sure. Um, uh, let's do. Uh, gotta give shout outs to Amano. Your shout yeah, out. I was like, hoping you. Yeah. Were one of the, one of the Amano. things I've like a friend of mine and I like we talk about online a lot. In fact, like I think last week we were talking about it on our, uh, on Discord was about how we have this like really strong passionate need for there to be a Final Fantasy game that looks like Amano's yeah. artwork. Oh, it seems just impossible. Once, just once. Yes. Just one of them. Just, yeah, just, just do it They're once. They're going to announce it in the 20s. Like, the 2020s, for sure. That, that artwork, and seeing like a world or environment and realizing that, it'd be nice to say wow again at a, a at an environment, or just like the, the aesthetic of a Final Fantasy game. Um, they've kind of been... <laughs> All, like the, like since I think twelve, they've kind of gone in direction, which they still look good. But that I think they haven't veered too much from that aesthetic for the mainline games. Like even fourteen, look like fifteen, fourteen, thirteen, twelve. Like they reuse the models. It's all like it's been like this. Uh, I'm just kind of it's like played out at this Wait, point. What models did they reuse in twelve? What do you mean? Oh, they've reused models since like Final Fantasy ten. <laughs> um, um, like enemy models, like uh, what? You want to know? So, drop some knowledge. Drop some trivia. Okay. So the the specific ones. So a lot of the twelve bosses appear in Final Fantasy fourteen as reused boss assets, and that sure. a lot of the remedial stuff. Uh, Final Fantasy ten. Uh, some of the some of the enemy models in there. The they've been carried over like the like the uh, the bombs. Oh, like the, grenade guys. Yeah, yeah like yeah. like a lot of them, but not just like the standard ones. That's just like, design. Like I used a, to Orochi, a character model, really. Oh, character models. I mean. Not not exactly, but I mean... Grenades are chocobos, man. You gotta have grenades and cactars. That's not like carrying the character models th- through game to game. Uh, if you, if like if I had more time like to like go pull it up on the internet and stuff, yeah. I could like show you a lot more of the models because like it, everyone who plays like especially like in fourteen is like, well, that's from twelve, that's from thirteen. Well, that that's from oh, that's from Final Fantasy ten. Like they like they're using assets joke is in there a lot, but they've carried on throughout those games, but. This is kind of like not the important tangent. Right, the important right. thing is Favorite like artists, yes. I want to talk about like yes. yeah. I'd like to say wow again to an environment because I feel like it's just been so samey for a long time. Yes. Um. Uh. uh I definitely need to say uh, cannot say enough about uh, Hayao Miyazaki. Um, yeah. yeah. His yeah. works uh, at Studio Ghibli. Just I think when he came to Comic-Con, he must have hated it because he really hates commercialism and he, he is very, again, you know, Ghibli makes decent money off Totoro merchandise. Hates, like, the licensing part of it. Like, they don't really want to do it. Like, in fact, with Disney, yeah. like, was like, you cannot do that with our stuff when you distribute our movies. Um, when he appeared at Comic-Con in Hall H, when you used to be able to get into Hall H, um, I think it was, like, one of, like, the... The, the emotions that came over me, like seeing him in, like in person and stuff, and like the ovation he got, it was just like his his films like really mean a lot to me. So that distinction, I know, like I make fun of like Dragon Ball and stuff, like Akira Toriyama stuff, but like yeah, you could tell a Miyazaki thing, and then like it's been emulated. Like people have tried to succeed Ghibli and mm-hmm. Miyazaki's you work. Do see a lot of they try and sure, yeah. copy that because it's like it's a, it's a it's a wave of nostalgia. Like people grew up with that, or that's like their their favorites. They don't want to see it go away, and it, it, it's just a very distinct look, I think, in in, in Japanese animation. 
the the thing for me, and I don't know if if you agree with this, Damiani, but it, it just never lost its touch. I remember seeing Wind Rises in the theater and tearing up, not not just because it was Miyazaki, but because of of how emotionally effective that story was. That's a very intense movie. Yeah, it is. I just I just like the way him and everyone who's worked under him like bring worlds to life in there. Yes, it, it's there's a comfort I, to me in in every yeah. environment he's ever constructed i'm just like god i want to live there oh look at all those details i'll rewind that whole scene because i got to look at that other wall that i was not even looking at because i was looking at their desk or out the window at the town and just like such a fantastic sense of place really yeah it's it (laughs) it's just a different league and finally uh uh, these just came to mind and i know they're sorry they're all like guys and stuff like i can think of a lot more diverse choices here but like i want to give shout outs to uh uh of the final fantasy 14 uh composer well, because he took over for uh, Uematsu, mm-hmm. and uh, Nobu Uematsu gets most of the credit for Final Fantasy's music mm-hmm. and his compositions, but Soken has taken the reins for 14 soundtrack. And besides Smash Brothers, which will sadly oust Final Fantasy 14 as like the like largest soundtrack. Sadly, uh, it's going to be a sad day yeah, when it yeah, ousts yeah. 14. Nine, like 900 plus <laughs> songs is going to throw in like 650 songs. It's sure. like insane. Uh, but like the consistency, not everything is a phenomenal composition but just can for five years can still composing tracks the most recent one uh for the most recent boss fight one of the boss fights it's called wayward daughter and it actually just took number one from the fan polls of like for the past five years like to of the, all final of fantasy. all the songs gotcha. and like they have like i know not everyone follows 14 like i do but like even you, Kyle, when we put on the soundtrack that one time, you're like, up, yeah. all right, I don't, you don't care about the game, like the music for that. And I think if you just played for anyone, they'd be like, oh, it's another like, you know, Nobu Omatsu work. And Omatsu's like, a legend, but to come in and deliver that as well, like, plus the guy's personality, like jokes around, like he showed up on their fifth anniversary stream and like, uh, they're called a uh, Namazu, but they're like these like little fish looking wobbly people he like dressed up as it for like this 14 hour stream sitting there doing 8-bit remixes of his songs and stuff like straight what 14 hours straight it was, i mean they did a 14 hour broadcast okay but he wasn't there composing music for 14 oh no no no, no. Gotcha. but like seeing him doing that like he does all these joke bits and stuff like just good guy yeah um, shout outs that was the shortest question i had on my list to turn into a yeah. big old sloppy yeah, yeah. Joe. We had. I, I'm happy about it. You know what I mean. We had some interesting answers. Uh, I love it. Can, uh, can we throw in one more mention, please? Just Yoji Shinkawa. Uh, it sounds like yeah. Ian has one too. I would love to. Same thing. I'd love to see a game closer to Yoji yeah, Shinkawa. I, I just like obviously we we have a big love for Metal Gear, but just yeah. even away from all of that, he Yoji Shinkawa has done incredible work. It's it's nuts that Metal Gear Solid is the closest to Shinkawa's art. Yeah. In a weird way. Right. Uh, Ian, you had one more? Oh, I just... I had, well. I had to mention Tom Waits, and yeah, Coen Brothers are like my favorites, yeah. too. Uh, yeah. Who composes all Castlevania's good music? I don't know. I don't know. What's oh, her um, name? Uh, it's like uh, Kojima as well, right? It is. Her last name's Kojima. Uh, that's why I'm forgetting if the first name. But I knew it one, at one time, I knew it. Okay. Yeah. In my life. That series is music. Ian's on it. Ian, um, yeah, Ian. <laughs> my favorite artist for sure is Jim Davis. Oh, sorry. Um... Really? That's Symphony of Might, Symphony of Night's composer. But yeah. Yeah, there it is. Oh, yes. They're both, both he brought up, though, Ian. Fantastic. Uh, You also brought up uh, 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 Michiru uh, uh, Yamane. Sorry. Cool. It is time for bets. Next week's bet 
NBA 2K19 and NBA Live 19, as we said, are releasing on the same day, Friday, September 7th. I'm going to Amazon.com. I'm going to go look at the video game section, look at the top sellers. By ranking, how what will the gap be between the best-selling versions of both games? What's that gap, Jones? 18. Did you did you say the games? Yeah, NBA 2K oh, okay. Live, NBA 2K19, NBA Live 19. Ben? Yeah, I don't know. I I picked five. Ooh. <laughs> Damiani? I think I even thought mine was too low. Twenty. <laughs> All those GTA Five versions. My bet is fourteen. Ooh. Ian, what's yeah, your bet? You got. I said six. <laughs> What? Let me lock those in. Uh, Dread Quest Eleven was the the subject of last week's bet, which we released uh, today, September fourth. It's been out in Japan over a year. Mm -hmm. There was reason to believe that if I went to GameFAQs.com, I would find an FAQ slash guide for uh, Dragon Quest Eleven, and our bet was about how many words. What would the word count be for the most popular guide of Dragon Quest (laughs) Eleven? On GameFAQs.com. Uh, Jones, you bet 20K word count. Uh, Brad bet 50K. Huber bet 16K. I bet 15,450. Ian bet 22K. There are zero guides. There is no guide. Oh, that's sad. Nobody has written a guide for Dragon Quest Eleven. I feel like it's just a sign of the times. Does Game yeah. actually even get that many? Like It does. Game, game do is still really good, dude. It's still really good. No, no. I feel like... I feel like Japanese guides on GameFAQs is, is not like a thing, like not a common thing. I thought it was because because I, I, maybe it's Bloodworth skewed me when he talks about hey we imported it and we all just worked together and we got that guide done and so maybe that's where I had this frame of mind where just like yeah somebody's in, like played YouTube, that entire man. game. I think everyone just puts them on YouTube. And YouTube people... killed the FAQ star. At least for import stuff, I think that's like the best place to go and maybe a Discord channel. Man. So who knows how long it'll take until somebody writes that first FAQ. Uh, you can be the first. I saw on the, if you go there right there, you search it. It's like, you can be the first. You listening, you could be the first person. Would, uh, to FAQ I have a first. question for you. Yes. You checked both the PC and PS4. Mm-hmm. Quest, okay. Yeah, man. Making sure. Because PC is new, right? PC has not been out a year. That's like, But the right, boards right, have been active. Nice. So like yeah. they, they have separate FAQ. But there's a silver lining to this story. Hmm. Who won the bet? Myself. Yeah. Kyle Bosman. Oh, uh, Kyle. That brings up uh, <laughs> Red Grouse is 12 points. <laughs> Gorgeous Gorilla is 16. <laughs> Droopy Eagles 11. <laughs> Switcher Snake 6. <laughs> uh, let me tell you a little bit more about patreon.com slash easy allies. I mentioned briefly when we talked about how uh, we have submissions for Recruit Me and Love and Respect. That is also, if you are a $5 patron and up, uh, you get this podcast two days early. You get that on Wednesdays uh, instead of Fridays where everyone else gets it. Uh, that is the audio version. That's a video version. However you want to watch or ingest this podcast, uh, we won't judge. Uh, so, yeah, check out patreon.com slash easy allies. It's now time to see if Leyland survived Goal. without us. Lizard villain. He's dead. He's dead. 
teleported too high. He tried to go sideways. <laughs> yeah. 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 He, got, he teleported into the earth and died. Yeah. <laughs> he moved along the Z. Uh, I now have the right and responsibility to share my Twitter handle with the world, promote any Easy Eyes video I'd like to promote, get the final word, anything I've disagreed with, and I get to sign off with my trademark sign off. At uh, uh, Kyle Boston is my Twitter handle. Uh, I made a video this week about, oh, I reviewed every Spider-Man costume. And so that'll be up on Friday. That is me going through each and every costume in the game, giving it a score. And, uh, I mean, if you're into, like, if you want to be exposed to all the costumes in the game, uh, it's kind of a good video because you really, you get to see them all. You know, it's not just, like, dumb jokes from me. It's, you know who liked that video, Kyle? Who liked that video? Daniel Bloodworth. He did. He was he like, did. hey, I think he even said dude. Yeah. Dude. I think he said Bloodworth. dude. Yes. Wow. That's like, <laughs> that's like blood hype levels right there. <laughs> Uh, no did joke. he just say dude? No, no, no. I think, it's, I think <laughs> it said, like, really good job, dude. I'm gonna, okay, I mean, there I'm gonna, we go. I'm going to pull that up. I thought it was just like a... Like, dude. 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 Dude? Really good. <laughs> like, um, when I sent him my review, he said, it's a good-looking game. I was like... <laughs> oh, but thanks, nothing, nothing about your review? <laughs> well, who can't, you know, it's... But it's that you're fishing for those blood compliments when you get them. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, cherish that. You gotta frame it. Good-looking game. Well, that's not a compliment to you, Jones. It is not. Um, Man. Maybe I, well, I showcased the best parts, possibly. Chase sure. after that dude really good video. Kyle. Yeah. Chase after the dudes. Uh, hold on. I'm so close to it. <laughs> we we, cha- we exchange a lot on what the thumbnail should look like. Um, wow. Blood. We talked about this forever. Okay. 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 The costume video is really fun, dude. Huh? Dang. Huh? Dang. So if you want to see this costume video that is really fun, dude, check out youtube.com slash easy allies this Friday. Um, you know what? I'm past my final word. I've said all, I've said too much. Uh, tomorrow is forever all ours. What do you mean you let him out? Turned out to be a koala.